0: The following episode contains strong language, violence, references to terrorism, crude humor, and references to drugs and alcohol.
1: Previously
0: on Masks and Mayhem
2: Is something wrong?
0: No, no, nothing's wrong. You're... you're fine. It's just... Ruby, it didn't unlock post-human abilities. Ruby, it changed you.
2: Oh. Wow. Wow.
0: Ruby, your DNA is it's half alien now.
2: Oh my god. And I go, you know, early this week I had dinner with Lydia because she said she needed to tell me something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, apparently I'm not a post human Apparently I'm part alien now.
0: Yardak, the things that I have protected people from.
3: Oh, your shocktopuses? Protecting them from that? The things you have control over?
0: The Quarnians? The Varmites? The Aldrechi the fuck are those
2: we know what uh are
0: you know you see another uh, memo it's basically requesting that gemini and Ulrich return to riverside Ooh. Ooh. but it also you notice that it's like classified eyes only asap request you don't know enough about it to really make more of it. it just says it's just titled satellite imagery from deep space probe wilson alpha centauri one <laughs> It's been a few months now. I'd like to talk a little more about your experience with the explosion in Beachline. Dr. Bellum shifts his notes as he puts down his uh, tablet and looks at you.
2: Uh, wh- What about it? I feel like we've gone over that pretty extensively.
0: You seem to hesitate a lot in, in going into much detail about certain experiences, and I can understand something like that being right in your own backyard as being fairly traumatic, and I just don't want to gloss over it. Or or speak in in vagaries if we can avoid that.
3: <laughs> Literally, Doctor Bellum's like, I fucking know, bitch. Just talk to me.
2: Oh, um, I guess it can be hard to talk about some stuff, you know. That I there were so many like government agents in there and stuff, so I'm not sure what I'm supposed to talk about.
0: And that's fair. I, I'm more concerned about how you feel, you know, given everything that's happened since you know there has been a lot of press in the area you know there's millions of dollars in property damage and i know from what you said you ran right into the thick of it right afterwards to volunteer and and i want to you know as anybody should commend you for that but i just want to make sure that you're uh taking time to focus on your feelings
2: i mean maybe i could more but the fact was that it was in my backyard but it wasn't my home and i felt so bad for all the people there and i I wanted to make sure they were taken care of, and I felt maybe this is silly, somewhat maybe responsible. I it's I'm not saying I actually am responsible in any way.
0: Okay, yeah, I mean there could be some some amount of survivor's guilt. You know, obviously, no one died, but it was a you said a very close to home event.
2: So press wise, no one died. The people definitely died in that invisible base, right?
0: There was no reports of anyone dying. And as far as you're aware, no bodies were recovered.
2: Yeah, that still seems like a miracle to me that somehow no one died. But I just, I still don't see how that's possible.
1: I can think of six ninjas that were fucking deep fried.
2: (laughs) Exactly.
0: (laughs) Fucking deep
3: fried.
0: (laughs) We may come back to that. I don't want to push the issue. I do want to, however, and he starts flipping through some paperwork. I want to go back over something from a while ago. You told me that you had some really intense dreams about the future, that your friends had died and you were just, you know, you said it felt distressingly real. Yes. And, And I bring that up because I was going back through my older notes and in some of our earliest sessions, you mentioned to me some similarly intense, realistic feeling dreams of being attacked by shadows and, I, I'm just, you know, since those are just some of the only times you've really talked to me about dreams, I'd really like to talk a little more about that. Have you had any other dreams of note?
2: No, um, that's just my normal goofy dreams. Turn around, Samuel Jackson is, for some reason, in the back of my car.
0: Write that down, write that down. It's canon. Bellum gives a little chuckle about that, and he says, okay, again, I, I want you to be, just again, because I can, I can see that, Sometimes, perhaps, you know, if we can find a correlation between maybe these moments of intense stress or, or what may be going on that could trigger such an intense dream, just because, again, without being prompted twice, you've brought up to me situations where, where your your dreams really uh, weighed on you, it seemed.
2: Yeah, I think it's just maybe because my dreams are often so goofy and out there that when they feel real, it it stands out to me.
0: Sure, that makes sense. Um, And I guess there haven't been any since that last time we talked about those ones that about in the future.
2: No, no more future dreams in Ruby's head. Thank God. (laughs)
0: And he and he checks the clock on the wall. You know, I think that's just about time. I do have another session scheduled right after yours. Oh, of course. So do you want to email me to schedule another one or should I just put you down for two more weeks
2: from now? Just put me down.
0: Okay. Well, we will keep it to the same cadence then. Of, uh, I'll, I'll see you in two weeks. Sounds good. You have my my information, please. Just let me know if anything comes up and we'll try to reschedule.
2: Of course. Uh, thank you, Dr. Bellum. Of course.
0: I'll see you later. And he kind of just, op- he, he st- at this point, he stood up and he's kind of opening the door to, to let you out.
2: Okay. Have a good day.
0: It is now May of 2023. Um, it's been about four months since the explosion. Given the timeframe we were on before, Space Cadet's probably getting ready to start production on its second season for this reboot. Carl's probably getting on the tail end of his school year. Yardak, you know, you've been... Swimming. Swimming.
2: (laughs) You've been swimming. Just keep swimming, just keep swimming.
0: I mean, honestly, with everything that's going on, I imagine you are in a bit of a just keep swimming scenario. Tell me a little bit about what y'all have been up to, if anything of note. So, for
3: the last four months, I have been spending my time in Atlantis helping with the political upheaval that has happened. And I've been cutting that time by going to the Atlanteans that have created their little colony, per se, off the coast. And I have been going back and forth between there and Atlantis and helping the people that are trying to gain a foothold on the land. Trying to keep a low profile while doing so, because, I mean, people know me. I don't want to be like, oh, he's a part of the royal family... At least adjacent, and, like, he can't be trusted. Like, I'm kind of, not so quite cloak and dagger, but just cloak. So, are you trying to find out information? Yes, but also, like, I'm legitimately trying, because they are Atlanteans, and uh, I'm, like, legitimately trying to help them gain a foothold. Like, if I hear that people need something, like, I try to help them get it. Okay. Keeping my identity secret, not in that I am trying to do anything shady, just to minimize chaos. Because they're there because they don't trust the, the royal family, and so by that, they obviously wouldn't really trust me. So I'm hoping that by doing this, it will then ease tensions when there is a political exchange.
0: Okay, let's roll a stealth check. 23. So yeah, you're definitely able to keep that low profile. I also want you to roll a persuasion check. Nine. I mean, oh, no, not too bad. 19 altogether. Your um, successes with getting them resources and trying to help people have had some effect, but you have not been successful as you would prefer. Mm -hmm. Compared to the life you know that folks had back in Atlantis, they are not doing as well. Mm -hmm. You know, this is a fraction of of their former glory kind of thing. Meanwhile, Brock, tell me a little bit about what you've been doing. I imagine that Brock's been doing a lot of the same as usual, training
1: with whoever... Feels like coming in and training with me. Definitely Pam. She doesn't have a choice. I'm patrolling the north end. And I don't know, since I don't have to worry about anything too, too major right now, maybe I'm trying to get a hold of someone like Gutter Knight and make good on that. Since the whole underground thing happened, I've been thinking a lot about how I kind of left that off in a weird place. I want you to roll an athletics check and a persuasion check. Uh Felix first 27, 18 plus 9.
0: Alright, and then persuasion. Let's hope I roll
1: equally high. 12. Can I intimidate him into being my friend again? No. <laughs>
0: Brock, you've been uh you've been gone a long time. I I do appreciate you reaching out, but I'm not really in a uh in a jovial mood. What if I did a backflip for you? On on the other side of this, though, uh, your training with Pam has been really good. She is really coming onto her own. She's really... You guys have formed a real bond just because of of, uh, of how much you've uh, taken her under your wing. At least one of my gadget kids still love me. Hey, hey, hey. She's also a post-human. Shut up. She's also She's also a master engineer. She doesn't have to steal all her tech. She makes her own.
1: One of my gadget kid still loves me. (laughs) It's just the one I don't have to worry about shoplifting from
0: 7-Eleven. What is bringing the three of you together today? I asked
1: Yarnack to come by to help me move some heavy-ass old couches and shit, and I asked Ruby to come by to make me new couches. (laughs) Eventually, I'd like to
0: have my son come over.
2: I at least might be able to help you make uh, a dolly or something to move it, but...
0: Alright, so it looks like everybody's helping Laserhawk move stuff around the hut.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, we're renovating this hut, goddammit. I've got plans for this place. This isn't a laser hut, it's a laser home. Well, eventually it's gonna have a laser bar.
0: So, the other people that you have seen a bit more of recently are Gemini and Ulrich, because they've been in town. Ooh, my boy! We're both
1: helping, God damn it! As is Pam, if we can get Yeah, it.
0: yeah, they definitely, uh, as I say, if you reach out to them, they're definitely both gonna be on board to help you, uh, kind of spruce things up.
1: What about Pam? Can we get Pam? Sure. Awesome. Everyone's helping. I'm getting old. My back's gonna hurt if I
0: gotta do this shit myself.
2: She hasn't been around as much. Bethany's there, too.
0: It's almost like a, like a, like a moving in party, maybe. Like, hey, Laserhawk, I know you've been here for a while, but... <laughs>
1: Brock even ordered pizza instead of going up to Ruby and saying, Hey bud, I mean a salad. I need you to make some pizza. Brock ordered that good shit from
0: Lil Pepe's.
2: I was gonna say, if this many people are here, I think Rickard would be here too. But I also feel like Yardak would invite Ruth Day.
0: All right, so we've got Rickard, Bethany, Ruth Day, Ulrich, Pam, Gemini. Did I get everybody? Sticky Steve. <laughs> no, Sticky Steve's in fucking prison. <laughs> Where he belongs. <laughs> uh basically everyone's together, you know, Bethany is hanging out with Gemini. Ulrich is uh is uh showing Pam his craft beers that he brought along with. Rickard's probably sticking kind of close to you, Ruby, because he, he's been working a lot so he hasn't seen you.
2: That makes sense.
0: Everything
1: in me wants to invite my kid along, but I know for a fact that his mom would not be okay
3: with this gathering. <laughs> <laughs> We're good people.
2: Why do you know so many
1: superheroes? Yeah, just, wow, have you're really friends with a lot of superheroes.
0: You're all kind of hanging out. Uh, Gemini looks at a lot of you and goes, What's up on the roof? Is it, uh, is it a good view from up there? Okay, so I'm on the east side of the city, right? Basically, you'd be looking towards downtown if you looked over the water.
1: This time of day, the ocean looks kind of cool. But I'll tell you what, Gemini, sunrise over here? Oh, there's nothing like it. Primo, I bet. You have no
0: idea. I know I didn't know that colors came those jeans. And I think Ulrich comes in, he's like, we maybe want to take a look. It's you know a beautiful moon filled night. I didn't used to get to say that a lot.
1: What the hell? Let's climb up. Anyone need a uh, going up? Ruby, can you make a staircase or something?
0: Uh Gemini just goes to give you a high five.
2: Oh yeah, there we go. Whap. I mean I can make a staircase.
0: Uh, well, I mean, there's, like, the Laser Hut is three floors, right? Actually, I'd say that Laser Hut's probably about, like, four stories. I think there's definitely, like, staircases and probably, like, a ladder that goes up to, like, a roof hatch kind of situation. All right, cool. I've, I've been I've been renovating the place. Yeah, that checks out. Um. So, yeah, I think between a lot of you, you know, people bouncing up and people climbing up the ladders and people making staircases, like, you know, it's easy for everyone to eventually get up to the top there. And you kind of just look out over the water. You can you can smell the ocean. You can see the lights lit up on downtown. The moon is, is huge and bright in the sky. Um, and it's just a beautiful night. Everyone make a perception check.
1: 13. 14.
2: 7.
0: I think as you're all kind of, you know, everyone's kind of maybe, you know, drinking their drinking their drinks. So maybe you have a couple of you have some beers and stuff. Laserhawk, I think you're the only one who really notices this when you look around across the bay. You notice that like something's crossing over the moon. You just see it kind of crossing and it took you a moment to realize like it's definitely not an airplane cuz you know, you sometimes see those little red flickers coming off it, but this is like bright and glowing and green. And and you're not close enough to make any details out, out of it, but it's it's definitely like very big.
1: Oh. I point it out and say, hey, have you guys ever seen a green
0: shooting star before? That's a perfect description, actually. But instead of being like a kind of like a white, it's it's a very bright green. Uh, being from underwater? No, I haven't. Honestly. Ruby, as this is pointed out to you, you look up and roll me an intellect check. You're kind of like something seems familiar. 22. The last time you saw something like this was the meteor that you saw in your hometown,
2: oh shit!
0: except this looks like it's coming straight down towards the mountains outside of Riverside.
2: okay, I was gonna tell you something that I wrote into my story r c sure that like Ruby felt like oddly compelled to go follow the the meteor. Do I have that?
0: I would say that you do not feel the same compulsion that you did, okay, but like you. With how familiar this is, and the fact that you never got an opportunity to examine it, remember, it, it disintegrated upon touching you and, and filling you with its energy. You, well, how do you react?
2: Um, so I've told you how I got my powers, right? Meteor. Yeah. Yeah. Tldr, in case, I don't know how much we've gone over it in the show exactly. Yeah, meteor, it crashed and I felt oddly compelled to touch it. Disintegrated, I got thrown back, woke up in hospital- can do this now, and I like I do like a little razzle-dazzle thing. It looked like that.
1: Fascinating. So who's going with me to see where that hits?
2: Definitely me!
1: Alright, so Gemini, obviously you're down. Are you scooping up, Ruby? Or am I...
0: Rickard kind of jumps in and he goes, I-, I feel like I gotta let Kevin know about this. Of course. You all head there. We're gonna wanna probably send some people to meet up with you there.
3: Yardak, you can ride a wave, right? That's something I do, yeah.
1: Okay, so he's good. Someone's gotta pick up Ruby. We've got room for someone else. I vote Ulrich.
0: I'm going to go with Rickard, and I will meet you there.
1: Fucking course, Yarnak. Alright, who else is getting piggybacked?
2: Bethany, at least you're here this time. I gotta go do that.
3: Wait,
0: can I come with?
2: I don't know, I, I- This is how
3: Bethany gets
0: powers.
2: Fine. I'll carry Bethany. Thanks, Brock. Don't touch it. I mean, I I guess it did work out okay for me, but...
0: Yeah, I'm not compelled to touch this thing, Ruby. Yet.
1: We don't know how this is going to work. It's alien technology. Just
0: whatever we say goes, alright? There's someone staying near me. Don't let me touch it. Alright, fair enough. Hop on my back. And she she jumps up on, on your back, piggyback style. Hang on tight.
2: So we agree we're not trying to get the van down there, then? Nah.
0: I mean, Rickard hasn't left yet, if you want to tell him to bring the van.
2: Do you know what? I Actually, I've, can I decide something? Sure. Rickard has a set of keys to the van. I mean, that would make sense. They've been dating a while.
0: Ruby, I'm going to... Me and, and Ulrich, we're going to ride the van up so we, don't, so we don't have to be on my motorcycle.
2: Oh, that makes sense. Yeah.
0: He loads his motor... He's going to load his motorcycle into the back of the van. Whoa. All right. Let's recap here. Ulrich and Rickard are taking the van and they're going to meet you there. Bethany is on Brock's back. Gemini is grabbing Ruby and Yardak is going to make his own way on his own power. Pam is basically flying alongside you, Yardak. Gemini and, and Laserhawk are just boom, boom, boom. Like they are bouncing quickly. Their speed just outmatches your the two of you.
2: Road trip, everyone.
1: I have no idea if Beth Me's having the time of her life or if she's fucking horrified right now, but regardless, you're welcome for the experience.
0: She had uh Ruby make her some goggles before she got on. Probably a good idea. So you eventually get over to the Chicote Mountains across town. You you've beaten this thing here. Like you still see it incoming. Um, like it does not show any signs of slowing down. It looks like it's about to make a hard impact. Uh, shoom as this thing flies over green flames spouting from it this giant rock formation as it just slams into the ground digging a crater into the ground as the flames seem to stay on and then flicker out
1: I want to hop closer but still a responsible distance away until I can get the monkey known as Bethany off my back
0: Uh, yeah Bethany taps you on the shoulder she's like I'm gonna get some footage from here have fun, I'm getting closer, boy. I
2: uh, described it as the glow kind of looking like the razzle-dazzle glow.
0: So what originally had like some green flames, and then as those started to go out, you did see some color similarities to your razzle-dazzle glow, but now this thing has gone completely dark. It's smoking from the heat emanating off of it, but it's not showing any real color. And it's like an obsidian black. Ooh. Yeah, Brock
1: wants to approach it kind of like a little bit sparked up, just so I have light.
0: Okay. What do I see? I guess, actually, before I tell you anything, what are the rest of you doing?
2: Ruby's staring at it, trying to see if anything, like, if she can remember anything that would be helpful, and also thinking, how the hell am I going to describe this to Dr. Bellum? I got the weirdest fucking case of deja vu.
3: And then I got the wobbles going around my hands in case I need to suddenly go and put up a force field.
0: Okay, so you're kind of in a defensive stance. Brock is getting closer to this thing. Per usual, Brock's the idiot. As you've gotten closer and the and the smoke is starting to dissipate, uh, what you see is deep cuts making intricate symbolage all over this thing.
3: Ooh. So this isn't just like a piece of like land that fell off the planet. This is a thing thing.
0: Yeah, this is definitely something.
3: Well... This is about the dumbest
1: thing
0: I could do. I'm gonna poke it. The second you poke it, it's a little hot to the touch. Like, you know, not scalding, but you're like, oh, that's, that was probably not a great idea. It's okay, that's why I wear gloves.
2: But it didn't disintegrate?
0: It did not disintegrate. And you hear, shh, as it just seems to kind of be wobbling now. Like, even though it was just a moment ago a hard surface, it starts to wobble back and forth, going almost gel-like.
2: Well, that's new. And it begins
0: to retract in.
2: That is definitely new. It definitely did not do that for me.
0: And a few moments later, it begins to crumble apart and still contracting until it forms a humanoid shape.
2: Ooh, very new.
0: And then it begins to solidify into this shape, which is in kind of a kneeling position. And it fully becomes visible. And really, you can start making out features as it stands up and looks towards you. A tall humanoid with like a pale white skin and you notice four distinct eyes, two sets of two. Ew. And the darkness that was that outer coating seems to kind of form like an intricate, very nice robe with those same etchings inside of it. How do you react to this?
2: Hi?
1: Yeah, Brock is absolutely wide-eyed, but I imagine that, like, in this moment... Some old military training of how to keep calm in a stressful situation is playing through Brock's head. And as it materializes into a person-human thing... Hello there. Do you have a universal translator? Or am I speaking fucking Greek right now? Uh, everyone roll a will check.
3: Uh, 19 altogether.
2: 10.
0: 23. Uh, This thing looks at you, hears you, Brock, and then closes its eyes, appears meditative, and the face forms into, like, a more human-looking face, and it says, Apologies, I did not mean to frighten you. You're okay.
2: We've seen a lot.
1: I'm just thankful that you seem friendly. Hi there. My name is Laserhawk.
0: Hello, Laserhawk. And I, and and he seems like he's, he's kind of taking a moment to like, adjust to speaking. I am Naren Betris. Naren um, Betris.
1: I'm assuming that you're still digesting
0: the local language. Yes, it is unfamiliar to me. Are you in charge here?
2: Eh?
1: No, but I am an enforcer of the local laws.
2: Visual aid steps up at this point and goes, I I am also an enforcer of local laws. We, We help people. I'm visual aid.
0: And he locks eyes with you, Ruby. And he goes, I sense it. Are you one of us? Maybe. And also, in the background, you hear you hear Bethany just kind of going, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. <laughs> no, that's fair. And I think it's not too long after that that you see the van start to pull up and Pam start to arrive. Those are friends of ours, just for the record. He has not broken eye contact with you, Visual Aid.
2: How long, how long have I had my powers now?
0: So you've had it for about five years now.
2: About five years ago... A meteor similar to how you just came, came and I touched it and developed powers that are unusual for our species.
0: And he spins his hand around and for you and only you, it appears that you are on like a lush, unfamiliar forest. And by unfamiliar, I mean it does not appear to be a forest on Earth. And he says, have you seen anything like this before? Can you do anything like this?
2: Not quite this big, but yes.
0: Also, from everyone else's perspective, uh, him and Ruby disappeared for just a second while he did this. So not only, like, creating an illusion for Ruby, but, like, taking them out of this reality, almost?
2: Maybe. I think he just illusioned us away, is what my, my...
0: Yeah, he, he simultaneously illusioned something for Ruby and illusioned something for the rest of you. Mm.
2: Definitely similar. Definitely similar. I can make some stuff. I kind of make the razzle-dazzle, like... Glow with my hands,
0: and and that's when he at this point he stops that illusion, and you, they, you know you come back into visibility. How do you react? By the way,
2: what the fuck was that? Oh no, did you not see the cool forest? What I didn't see you. Fascinating. It's very hard for me to make people invisible. But what the, what the fuck just happened there? He also illusions.
1: I see. Sorry, forgive me if my behavior here is a little rude. That was just very startling mr marin Petrus.
0: my apologies it has been it has been a long journey and at this point he has like broken eye contact with you he looks back to you then ruby you may not be of my blood but you are clearly of my tribe
2: i wow i just it's it's a lot of a lot of new information I, I I knew there was something up with me after the meteor, but I didn't know what.
0: And he shakes his head suddenly. He's like, but that is not why I am here. Uh, Yeah, let's start there. What brings you around here? I have come with a warning. Oh, oh, there is a great power on its way here. Of
2: course there is.
0: And I cannot interfere, but I knew that I had to warn you. I knew that the people of Earth needed warning. Well, do elaborate, good sir. Pam is kind of like with Bethany, by the way, and they're kind of like, what the fuck, what the fuck?
1: Yeah, so tell me about this intergalactic threat that's coming to Earth. Great. Those are words that just came out of my mouth.
0: My people, the Aldreci, have been at war for a long time with another race known as the Varmites.
1: Any of these names ring a bell to you, Ruby?
0: All three of you roll an intellect check. 21. 15.
3: 18.
0: All three of you just remember that Yarkailen mentioned these names. You don't remember any other context.
2: Well, I guess proof that, you know, us hopping to the future really was the future, huh?
1: Yeah, great. All right, so what's the deal with these Velcro knights or whatever?
0: The Varmites. They were in a state of cold war with us until a few years ago they went on the offensive. For a long time, they were a a minor power, but something changed.
1: Cool. So what are they? Like, what do they do? What do we need to prepare ourselves
0: for? their common tactic is just overwhelming relentless force size and, and and might over anything specifically strategic you know they use your conventional blaster weapons space artillery all right
1: how good's their armor assuming that not all of us have access to a blaster weapon will a projectile do the trick i
0: i i suppose uh what what kind of of what kind of ray guns do you have here hey so
2: not real ones i see fictional ones a lot
1: as far as i'm aware if that technology exists the common man sure doesn't know about
0: it i see this is why i came to warn you to give you time to prepare i i i have not learned specifics of their plan i only got, garnered word that they were coming here
2: why do they want to come here
0: I wish I could tell you. I wish I knew. All I know is that when I found out, I appealed to my people, and they said that this is not our world, and therefore not our concern. But you came anyway? Well, there is one of your kind here.
2: Hey, what's up?
0: When I did a deep meditation, I sensed an energy coming from this planet, and I tried to connect with it, but I was unable to. And so I traveled here, and I believe that energy came from you. And he looks to you, visual aid
2: i probably i mean i so many questions like can you create solid objects too of course yeah that's not usual for us i'm the only one who can do that
0: i see and he actually he forms like a spike and then manipulates it into like a a solid piece of uh of wood
2: i can't do that (laughs) that's that's new
3: Oh, I wonder if he can give you like a little, little tip and hint while you're
2: here. And... But I guess I've been developing. I didn't used to be able to make organic matter, but I can now.
0: Oh, very curious. That is a that is an unusual feat, actually, even among my people.
2: Interesting, huh? I guess I'm good at something.
0: It seems that whatever whatever you connected with, you said it was similar to my craft. Mhm. Connected you with our energy. Maybe not fully. You know, clearly, you do not have my appearance
2: no but
0: at least i am assuming that you are not hiding your appearance among these others
2: no it's actually pretty uh, um it's harder for me to like disguise myself i usually create if i have to disguise myself create clothes that you know will help me blend in
0: Hmm, your powers have manifested in an unusual manner I cannot actively join in your fight as I was forbidden by my people, but I have come to provide whatever guidance, whatever assistance I can in what is to come.
1: I'll tell you what, bud, let's start here. How long have we got?
0: I I took off as soon as I, as I could, as soon as I uh, connected with, with my higher council. I would say we have a, a day or so.
2: Oh, shit.
0: The fuck? A day.
2: Is Rickard outside by now?
0: Brickard's probably arriving, like, right at this point, and he's, you know, since no one else is, like, he's not drawing his weapon because everyone else seems to be like at ease, but he definitely knows that this guy is, like, unfamiliar.
2: And I go, hey, honey?
1: So let's start here. Is this a planet-wide thing, or is it the city of Riverside that needs to prepare specifically?
0: As I mentioned, when they come, they come in force. I would not expect it to be the entire planet, but I would be Remiss to not let your leaders know to be prepared for anything, anywhere.
2: Okay, at this point, is Rickard overhearing this, or do I need to tell Rickard something?
0: Uh, I mean, he's definitely hearing what he has now just arrived towards, of them saying that of him saying that. And Rickard looks at you all with kind of, like, big eyes, like, excuse me?
2: Hi, honey. The nice alien man, who I seem to be related to, is warning us about the bad aliens that are coming to attack. Perhaps we should be getting union people on the phone.
0: Naren reaches out a hand to shake Rickards and goes, Hello, honey.
2: Oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, th- This is Agent- H-
0: Don't you dare correct that.
2: No, no, he's- uh, Do you have nicknames or pet names in your-
0: He goes, Oh, I see, I see.
2: This is Agent Alan Rickard of Union. Uh, They are a defense force. Probably an easy way to describe that, right?
0: Ah, excellent. Global peacekeeping. Rickard just goes, "Hello, Agent Rickard," and he just and they just do basic introductions. Naren explains, you know, the very the, the impo- most important things of what you just covered, you know, in a little more detail. And Rickard looks at the lot of you and says, "I, I think we should get back to base and, and contact Betsy, um, and she's going to need to co- talk with the UN Security Council."
1: Yep, I've got a few people I need to call as well.
2: Is it like a first and last name? Can I just call you Marin?
0: Oh no, uh, my my personal name is Betrus.
2: Ah, Betrus.
0: Oh,
2: space kid! I got something right. So, can I call you Beatrice?
0: Of course, please.
2: Beatrice, would would you want to come to the, our base with us so you can meet our the people who are more in charge than we are?
0: Yes, yes, I would. Please, please take me to your leaders.
2: R- Ruby just goes. I love this so much. It's just like the movies.
0: Pam. And Bethany are, like, very visibly shocked. Rickard actually goes up to Bethany and says, Beth, I cannot have you release that footage. And Bethany goes, Rickard, based on what I just heard, people need to fucking know. Oh, no, is Bethany about to fight the man?
3: <laughs> and they will. Don't worry about that, Bethany. Well, you know, I feel like that would cause mass panic.
2: Is, you've seen the way people have been reacting to Atlanteans coming in? Someone who's not from Earth coming in? I'm I'm worried that... I'm worried people wouldn't react well.
3: I agree with you. I do think people should know. But give us 24 hours. Betra said that the Varmites will be here in a day or so. If we tell people now, it'll just create a mass panic. And then that doesn't help anything. Give us that time. See if we can't come up with a plan. And then we might not have to tell anyone anything. And no one will be the wiser.
0: Everyone roll a persuasion check.
2: 26.
3: Oh, yeah, I rolled a 10, so... Yeah, no, well, my dice said fuck you. <sighs> so that's a nat one.
2: It kind of makes sense that Ruby would be the most persuasive for Bethany.
0: All of you combined, working together, convince Bethany, and she goes, Okay, I'll uh, I'll hold off on releasing it, but if if I don't hear anything, you know, I don't want it to be too late, you know, especially if Riverside's going to be targeted. It's... this is why I do this.
2: I totally get that.
0: I understand, but if
1: we let people know too soon, they're going to flip the fuck out. Now I gotta make sure that I get
0: my people it. Alright, and Brock, who are you trying to contact? I'm getting a hold of Data Kraken.
2: Everyone Ruby knows is here, so...
1: Boop! Go for Kraken. So hey, we dealt with aliens yet?
0: Uh... What? Brock, I, you know, I, I'm not really in a jovial mood right now. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, to work on something. I, Yes, I know Majestic 12 has has had their handful, and I know Union's done a few little bits and pieces Kate, there. Kate. What? What?
1: What? 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 We just had an alien come down and let us know that we have 24 hours before a massive force is coming. I'm not kidding. I wouldn't get a hold of you this late to pull a joke like that up.
0: That's, you know, that's actually funny. I was just keeping up with uh, one of my buddies who said something about a sat- satellite pickup didn't, of an unusual object. I, had, I hadn't had a chance to really check into it with him. Well. I mean, Brock, uh, uh, there's been a handful uh, of, of documented uh, a- alien contacts on the planet, and you're, you're with people that have been there for two of them.
1: Yes, and I'm about to give you the full scoop on one of them if we can survive this. But right now, I need you to do me a favor. Get a hold of every soup, mask, and cape you can. Let them know that some shit might be coming to a city near them.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll spread the word. Wait a minute, what do you mean i am been with people who've been with two of them? Uh, Yardak and Ruby have had two documented alien contacts.
3: In fairness, Laserhawk was not present for the whole, like, what do you mean two, and what do you mean Yardak?
1: What did you guys do before I came here?
2: I have told you about this.
1: You told me that you got alien powers from a space asteroid.
2: Oh, I guess that would be three then.
0: Four if we include today.
2: Okay, I met Yardak when we were kidnapped by a weird alien who took us up to his weird space arena to do some weird Hunger Games shit. That's how you two met? Yes, we have gone over this.
0: And Gemini goes, yeah, I was there too. I
1: assumed you were fighting the Blue Cross Gang or some dickheads. No.
2: We have got over this. And also, we fought Accordion.
1: We do. I, we, we just don't have the time for this right now, now, do we?
0: Um, so I assume that you're taking Naren Betris back with you to the Riverside Outpost.
2: We go into the van, <laughs> I'm guessing.
0: Yeah. And he gets in your vehicle when he goes, Oh motorized uh, automobiles, of course. He's a cow primitive. <laughs> he definitely has an air about him that doesn't say, like, oh, I'm better than you, but he's like... If anything, what you're getting is a twinge of, oh, no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> of this is how, like, far behind they are. Ruby goes up to the van, and, and in front of Petrus, uh just, you know, puts her hand on the van and makes the visual aid symbol appear.
0: Hmm, quite nice.
2: I was like, yes, I... I don't know how to describe secret identities to you.
0: I've taken notice of the masks that you and Laserhawk, I believe it was, uh, are wearing along with the one with the big circular helmet. Um,
2: Hornet, yes. We, sometimes, uh, the people who help keep people safe, keep two separate lives so enemies won't go after people in other life.
0: I, I see, I can understand that. It is foreign to me, but... As as I'm sure I will discover, many things of your culture are unfamiliar. But I, I take it then that Visual Aid and Laser Hawk may not be your true names, Yardak. I mean, Yardak is my name.
2: Yardak is his name. Yes.
0: So some of you don't have these second identities.
2: Uh, he is. We are human. Uh, he is Atlantean.
0: Oh, I see. Gills. If you want to get technical
1: about it, I'm what's called post-human, points at Rickard. That one's
0: actually human, though. Mm-hmm. hmm Your culture is strange and unfamiliar to me. Let us proceed. Rickard unloads his motorcycle. Ulrich Actually, I don't think Ulrich ever transformed. He was like, this is a weird enough situation. I do not want to uh, alarm this one. No. <laughs> um, and everyone just kind of uh, silently drives the van back to, to the base.
2: Do you have music
0: in? <laughs> Do you have Carly Ray Jepsen? <laughs> I am unfamiliar with that particular and he kinda like feels around in the mouth genre. Um but Oh, uh Yes, the great halls of Dretchi are filled with wonderful music.
1: Dude, you can't play him Carly Ray Jepsen, he's an alien. He'd like tool.
0: Gemini was riding passenger and just elbows you in the side. <laughs>
2: Maybe introducing you to Carly Rae Jepsen would be enough, but it's not a genre. uh, Carly Rae Jepsen is a person. uh, A performer.
1: Oh, I see, I see. So how the fuck did
3: my friend end up with powers?
2: I mean, that's... I would very much like to know that, too.
3: The biggest question we saved until now.
2: Is that common for meteors to come? And I felt... Um, compelled to touch it. Like it's not. It's not like it hit me. Like it landed near me, and I, I like had to go touch it.
0: Yours is the first I've ever heard of. Awesome, love
2: that. Great. I feel like we should tell Lydia about this, right?
1: Where the fuck is Robert when you
2: need him? Oh, well, that would be convenient. He'd have good questions
0: to ask. I'm gonna send Robert the text. When you check your phone, like, you send the message, it says undelivered. Useless fucking time traveler.
3: <gasps> That's why I was confused. I was like, who the fuck is Robert?
0: <laughs> Robert Wilson, a.k.a. The Crafter.
3: Yeah, it, I got there with the time traveler thing. I was like, what? Because I forgot his real
0: name. Yes, this is uh, unfamiliar territory for myself. You know, I've never heard of, of one of ours imbuing themselves uh, with another with another race. I have heard of offspring who share share our traits, but that is not the case here, as from your description.
1: Tell us more about your kind, and by extension, our friends. Then,
0: uh, my people are are trained from a young age to hone our abilities. You know, we, we use it to work in tandem with one another. It, it has created a great um a great home.
2: Do you have any kind of coalition now, Ruby? Just like space cadet, real.
0: The Aldrechi do stretch across multiple planets, and we do have trade with others. But how many others? Really, uh, in terms of uh, in terms of good relations, a handful. Uh, and he looks at his hand. He has like uh, four fingers, and he looks at your hand. He goes, "More like your handful." Oh,
1: so like five? There's like five other people
0: uh, that we have regular trade with. Then there's also the Varmites, and and great many that we don't uh, connect with. Are there like a bunch more? The further out you go, the more you will find, though there is long stretches in between, and therefore keeping communication and and, uh, and connection, you know, less plentiful.
1: Holy shit, Jesse,
0: Ventura sure I was right.
2: What kind of entertainment do you have?
0: <laughs> um, and he kind of searches his mouth for the words again. Music, theater, it seems as though there is lot of correlation.
2: In my other life, I I work in a form of entertainment.
0: Oh, quite interesting. Do they react well to your abilities? Are they useful in this line of work? <laughs>
2: I I have used them, but I have kept them secret. It's
0: ah the the dual lives. Yes. So anyway, I think it's about this time is when you finally reach downtown. I think Rickard, as you're all getting out, kind of like gives like a look around to make sure there's not like a ton of people like that are going to take notice to. This, uh, very unusual-looking figure. Ruby Mega Mahoney.
2: He doesn't still look like a human?
0: You remember, his, uh, his face looks human, but he still has, like, four fingers, and he's tall, and he's pale white. Yo,
1: hold up. You've got the same powers as her, right? I believe so. A uh, different variation. I point to a random person walking nearby who happens to be wearing a baggy sweatshirt and say, Make yourself one of those. It'll make you a little more conspicuous.
2: The way you're describing him, I kind of was like imagine him, but with multiple eyes, looking like the Silence from Doctor Who.
0: Somewhere between the Silence and... Shit, what's his name from Discovery? Saru? Yeah, like somewhere between the Silence and Saru. So yeah, he, he looks at a random person on the street, and he touches his clothes, and his face begins to change, and, and his, his skin becomes less pale white, and he, and he adopts the same kind of clothing. There we go. You know, you've parked right basically next to the Union, Union base, and you go on in. Uh, Kevin's already there. Uh, He looks up from his desk, um, uh, looks very tired, Uh, shuffles some papers, puts them on his desk, and approaches, which which looks like he's attempting to show uh, confidence. Kevin, you're going to want to throw some coffee on. It's going to be a long fucking night, dude. I'm already on it. I've already got it going. Um, and you see one of the other, some of the other agents are already pouring copies. Like they have like one of those double crafts and they have both filled right now. So this is our alien friend. And, and he introduces himself and he goes, hello, I am agent Kevin Lewis, local head of our peacekeeping force. And he kind of uh, nods at Rickard, who kind of like, you know, gives him a thumbs up about the phrasing.
1: Lewis, just to give you a heads up, I have no idea how big this thing's gonna be. I did get a hold of Data Crack and to try and get a hold of some other masks.
0: Um, yeah, I've been putting the word out as well ever since uh ever since Rickard called me. Let me uh get Betsy on the line. We need her. He goes up and he presses some buttons, and moments later, uh she appears on screen in the big like flat screen that's along the wall. One one of the big flat screens all on the wall.
2: Hey.
0: And you thought gills were weird.
2: I don't know if at some point I sent a text to Lydia, like, hey, I found the alien I'm, like,
0: from. Uh, so Betsy's looking out at a lot of you, and, and hello, Naren Betris. I am Betsy Bullard, head of Union. I am in contact with world leaders now to pass along the information you have provided us. Good. Naren gives, like, a deep bow. All right, team, tell me a bit more about what we're up against here. They come in force.
1: They have, like, blasters and shit. I assume they look like bugs, but
3: I have no verification on that. I I, th- I was picturing bugs, too, but we haven't just uh, said
0: that.
2: Do they look like bugs? I, I asked Beatrice.
0: No, I would describe them as looking, and he looks at you, Laserhawk kind of sizes you up, and he goes, Larger than this one. Gray skin. Not rock-like appearance, but hardened. So
3: I say to Betsy, Betchers here told us that there is a race called the Varmites that were in a state of cold war with the Aldrechi for years. And they suddenly took their forces and started attacking them in insane numbers. And he got wind that they were coming to Earth for what we don't know. But he said that they should be here in a day or so. So I assume that we really need to put the pedal to the metal and figure something out before... The state of the world is at stake.
2: Also, apparently, I am part Aldrichi.
0: New things all about.
2: (laughs) Gemini, do you think you'd be able to borrow Betris' powers the way you can with us? I mean, you've borrowed mine.
0: Not even just you, but it wouldn't be the first time I've borrowed an alien power.
2: What the fuck do you
0: guys get up to when I'm not here?
2: I turn to Betris and I go, Gemini has powers where she can borrow powers from other people
0: duplication as it were
2: yeah and i go here and I, I go i let gemini touch me
0: yeah and gemini kind of like brings up like a ball of energy and kind of throws it back and forth
1: bro like seven months ago i found out the norse gods were real and now you're telling me that aliens are on the mark too what the fuck's next week am i getting a goblin
0: gemini i think it's about time you reveal your your recent findings gemini goes up to the screens flicks them and brings up some markings, and they are a bunch of uh, labeled pictures. They are each labeled "Deep Space Pro Wilson Alpha Centauri One," and then like dash two, dash three, dash four. Uh, as she cycles through, wait, didn't we see that before? Correct. You did see these. Ac- the- Some of these same pictures were actually on Kevin's desk during your most recent adventure before this. Robert Wilson.
2: Yeah, as in the crafter.
0: Correct. Uh, this probe was placed by the crafter uh, in deep space for just general monitoring, you know, as we're trying to expand our reach and learn more about the universe. So that's why I didn't answer his fucking phone earlier. It picked up some of these images uh, just a few months ago, kind of uh, silhouetted against something like a large craft. You can only see the outline of it, but it's very clearly like a man-made structure.
2: Betrus, does that look familiar at all?
0: That would appear to be the outline of one of their high-end ships. Great. And Gemini then says, but then it disappeared, and later on we saw this, and you now see like five different smaller figures, and Naren goes, yes, they can split into multiple pieces to attack at multiple vectors.
2: Oh, fuck that, okay. Hate that.
0: As it's gotten closer, we've kind of uh, started uh, investigating more, again, we only have so much, but it, is, it would be about the size of an aircraft carrier.
3: Okay. Shit, like an ocean aircraft carrier?
0: Correct.
2: Fuck, that's pretty big. We don't have an
0: idea of their complement specifically, but based on the description, you know, we'd expect potentially uh, a couple hundred per ship. Fuck. Cool.
2: From what you know about the Betris, what kind of attack does that seem like they would be doing with that?
0: They will probably send down large squadrons to attempt to overwhelm the positions they are looking at taking on. If they have split into multiple pieces, that means that they are probably going for five different locations.
2: Great. What, do we, what locations do we think would be most under attack? Different bases?
0: Gemini says, once you told us what was going on, and I relayed that to some of our scientists, they started extrapolating the information they had. Based on the rough approximation of where these ships are heading and the speed and trajectory, we believe at least one of them is coming for Riverside.
2: Probably here, right? To the base?
0: I mean, it's hard to say exactly. We just know they're coming in the trajectory of this city. We've also got some showing uh, heading towards Texas, Alpha Base. Great. Uh, South America and Europe.
2: Why Texas? Why can't they leave my goddamn family alone?
3: Correct me if I'm red stringing here, but half those places are places that Ruby either is or has been. Are they after Ruby? Or not after Ruby, but they've at least sensed that Ruby is here and that is the reason for the attack.
2: Actually, husband. has
3: and I mean,
0: I've gone to Europe. We've never ex- explicitly established that you have or have not been to Europe. Okay. I should say, Yardak has definitely been to Europe. You've worked with the UN. Ruby, we have never established any any international travels, really.
2: I going to say that if Ruby has been to Europe, it's before she had powers.
0: Yeah, like school stuff, I imagine. Yeah. Do we have an idea of when they're going to touch down?
2: I'm from Texas. That's where the meteor I touched was. It was in Texas.
0: And, and Naren goes, that is interesting. I don't see the correlations directly, but I am unfamiliar with where are your most important and your most defended locations, your most valuable locations.
2: The thing, Okay, RC. unless there's a base I don't know, like Rachel doesn't know about. Texas is not a, it extremely...
0: Texas does not have a union uh, base, if that's what you mean.
2: Yeah, I go, there's not a base in Texas. It's important, like, agriculturally. You say Texas. Do you know where in Texas?
0: We only have kind of wide swaths. Riverside's the only one that we have a a for sure really beat on at this point. At this point, if they change a couple degrees, it could radically change where they're heading. This one's the only one they've been heading on a direct course for. Great. Love that for us.
2: Ruby takes her phone now and just- It takes, uh, just a- Hey, I just want to say I love you guys to my family.
1: Oh yeah, that's a good idea. I'm gonna send Bev a get-the-fuck-out-of-town message. I'm assuming she's used to those.
2: I don't know how to do that. I also don't- I'm also scared that they would just go to a different part of Texas where they would actually be hit, more likely to be hit.
1: Yeah, it's just, hey, now would be a good time to visit your aunt that lives three hours north. Now. Right now. With the kid? Yes, with our son. But I feel like that goes without
0: saying. Yeah. Lewis, if you can give us an update on where our forces are standing. And Kevin comes up, flips those pictures from, uh, the Deep space probe pictures to a couple different dossiers of different individuals and different groups. Well, we've got Beowulf and Greenhouse are on their way to Alpha Base.
2: Alpha Base is the one in Washington State, right? Yep.
0: We've got uh, Hyperact, Arbalist, and Dr. Byer heading towards Texas. Actually, before I even go to that next set, I'm going to describe them. Beowulf, you're all familiar with, Greenhouse looks like a humanoid shape made out of vines, uh, definitely you would be familiar with this as being a Quarnian.
3: Ooh, a non-angry Quarnian.
0: Who's you all? Sorry, you're right. Uh, Ruby and and Yardak would be familiar with this as being a Quarnian. Brock thinks it's a cool plant lady.
2: I feel, I assume that Quarnian is actually nice?
0: Yes, uh, that one actually helped capture the other one.
2: Interesting. Would Ruby now have a way to like text Myra? Yeah. I Texas. Myra's headed to Texas. I and I give my parents and my sister's address and go like, "Would you mind looking out for for them if if it's if at all possible? They're in Texas."
0: And you get back, and of course, with a heart emoji.
2: That's me taking care of my family. If Myra's going there, I might as well ask the speedster I know that'll be nearby.
0: We have uh, aftershock frenzy and Ula Jangaru heading towards South America.
2: Do we, So do we know who Doctor Byer is?
0: It is uh, who Frank at one point was making a robot arm for. You've never met, though. It's just a name that was mentioned in passing. And who's in Europe? And we've got Nexus.gal and Dragon Soul. Uh, we recruited them to head over to the to, to back up Europe. Nexus.gal?
1: I'm asking because she's from Highwind. Brock would know that one.
0: Dragon Soul, too? What the fuck? We're short on time, Brock. I grabbed as many, I grabbed as, you know, the people that I thought would be good to pull out. All right, fair enough. I just have follow-up questions. We might be able to get CDR and Cactus Kid heading down towards Texas as well, in case they need backup. Ah, desperate times. And Crafter is MIA. Of course he is. Hyperact, you know, Arbalist is a tall African-American man, long, scraggly beard, uh, and he has basically what looks to be a sort of crossbow mounted to his arm. Oh, that's cool. And you can also see he's got like a couple like knives and such.
2: So much world building happening right now.
0: Uh, Dr. Byer looks to be a robot. Oh. Aftershock looks to be like a kid in his early 20s. Like almost a bit of a scene kid look to him. <laughs> Frenzy is wearing basically looks to be like a sort of uh, not power armor, but like a full set of armor and a mask. Ula Jengaru looks like a very elegantly dressed uh, Atlantean woman.
2: Jodak, are there any uh, other Atlanteans you think could get here in time? I, I know it's it's crazy down there right now, so that might not be possible.
3: As far as help, I mean, really, only uh, Yaradamo and Ullerbrand. I think maybe we could get get send a message, but I mean, they should be able to get here in time, hopefully.
2: And I'm not even saying they need to be here. They're just they seem to be going so many places. We just want to have as much backup as we can, and as as, as at as many places as we can.
3: And then, um, as soon as we're as soon as we're done here, I'll uh relay a message to them to be at the ready.
2: Wonder how fast
1: Atlas can run.
3: You're looking for some glorious combat? <laughs> <laughs> that's not a joke. I text Atlas. What about uh, uh, Nexus.Gal and Dragon Hole?
0: Uh, they, they do not have pictures up. They just have a uh, blank with a question mark.
3: Do they live in the underground?
0: Well, that's fine. Brandon
1: doesn't get to do world building today. That's okay.
0: Oh, I mean, sorry, I didn't want to describe them for you. (laughs) The the characters that Brandon came up with.
1: I got you. So uh, Nexus.GAL. Imagine a robotic woman. Like, gold plating. uh, Like, gears kind of turn and flex with, like, different facial reactions. Like, a steampunk robot lady. Uh, Dragon Soul has the look of, like... Just to very briefly describe it, uh, traditional knight, flowing blonde hair, big fucking sword.
3: That's why they're sending him to Europe. And then, uh, CDR and Cactus Kid, who are they? A cowboy and a cactus guy.
2: i just gonna, like, throw cactuses at him? Hope for the best?
3: Yeah, he kinda
1: whips, like, cactus needles at people. Those are two more of mine. The curiously dashing rogue has really no powers. He just, like, you know, dies and comes back to life.
0: Yeah, but that's why they're sending those two to Texas.
2: We're not at the enemies of my enemies or my friends yet, right?
3: Don't even suggest what I think you're about to suggest.
2: I'm just saying, in the future, there was a lot of weird team ups.
3: Well, it's not the future yet. Hey,
1: Betsy. Should we tell the Twelves about
0: this? Something tells me they already know Brock. And. To your point, Ruby, we are not in that desperate situation. No, not after what happened at Wondertainment World. What the fuck? We don't have time.
2: I feel like I could use a drink. There's still a lot going on. So make one. I make a whiskey sour and just down it.
0: You see Pam and Gemini kind of talking. Kevin's looking very concerned. Do we have a concrete time as to when they're touching down? Rickard walks up and says, I've been in contact with our science operatives. We've got updated timeframes. It's, it's, they're moving faster now. Oh, great. How much fast? Fuck. We're looking at sometime tomorrow afternoon. So I have time to sleep. Hey out there. The end of season two has been a really long time coming. We really hope you're enjoying it. If you actually have questions about anything in Season 2, or just the overall lore of the Mayhemverse, feel free to submit those questions. Soon we're going to be recording the first of what we're now calling the Retcon Report, which will replace the Metaverse discussion recaps from Season 1. It's mostly just a name change, since Metaverse has a bit of a different meaning compared to when we last did them. But we'd love to hear from you. You can add us on social media, at Mayhemcast, anywhere online pretty much. Or you can email them directly to me, gm at masksandmayhem.com. A few of us recently did the second part of our adventure with the team at Green Ronin called Love is in the Arrow. It was a sort of late Valentine's Day adventure, but super fun. It was me, Brandon, Rachel, and we'll have links for that down in the show notes. Both parts are available on YouTube. With this episode, it also marks the completion of a backlog of edits that we had built up. And now the fun begins. Next up, after the retcon report that I mentioned, we will be doing The Redacted Rangers, a group of villains and anti-heroes coerced by the government to perform missions. We did a stream of our Session Zero, which will be edited and out in our feed here sometime next month to kick off that mini-series before we come back for Season 3. But for now, let's get back to the game. Time-wise, right now, it's probably about like 11 o'clock. So when you get out, some people said they were texting different people. It sounds like the group is dispersing for the night. Yeah, I sent a message out to
3: uh and Yardamo, just to be at the ready if we need them.
2: I, I okay. This is a genuine question. Where's Bethany? Did Bethany come with us to this base?
3: I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: She was in the car. Yeah, that says. I guess she did.
2: Should we? I can make bed. Should we all just sleep here?
0: Yeah, we're gonna need the rest. It'd be really cramped quarters. Also, you see, like, the the couple soldiers that they have, like, the couple, like, operatives they have, are all, like, pouring over computers, clickety clacking away and working on stuff.
2: Okay, I was like, we should probably head out. I look around and I ask Kevin, I said, do you need me to make beds for these guys to catch a couple hours of shut eye?
0: We had some cots, but, you know, honestly, if you have the, uh, if you have a moment, um, I'm sure they'd appreciate it.
2: I find a, you know, random back room. I just make a couple uh, beds for them to crash in. Betrus, I-, I assume you also need sleep?
0: I typically do enter a meditative trance to uh, replenish my energy.
2: Ah, uh, do you need a bed for that?
0: It is not required, but it does sound comfortable.
2: Okay, I, I can make a bed. Uh, would you like to stay here with the leaders, or would you like to come with us? We're going to go and regroup at... Uh, Laserhawk's, um, base of operations.
0: I would prefer to stay with you, though. As I've mentioned, I will not be able to join in the combat.
2: Yes, I, in a, a fictional alien world that I'm familiar with, they have a similar non-interference rule. Uh, do I have work tomorrow? Do I need a call out of, like, my actual job?
1: <laughs> Ruby, I feel like no one's gonna have work tomorrow. Just give it time.
0: One elementary school in Cleveland is going to be open tomorrow, and that's it. E. <laughs> you get back to the laser hut at this point. Betrus kind of goes back to his initial form. Uh, he's keeping the regular human face, but like you know, not doing the hoodie and stuff anymore. Oh yeah, that's Gucci. You know, Judge here, you're like <laughs> gay. <laughs> oh, yeah, we've had a couple good moments here. I'm going to give everybody a hero point.
2: Yeah, I'm imagining we're driving, and then as we get there, I ask, "Do you have?" You meant, uh, do you have animals or, like, pets?
0: Yes, yes, we're familiar with, with the concept.
2: Okay, uh, we, there, there are uh, pets here.
0: Oh, okay, so these ones are are not able to communicate. With us. Not with us, maybe with you. I don't fucking know how your shit works.
2: I guess basic communications, we tend to know when they're hungry.
1: Oh, well, yes, that is that is common among all creatures.
0: Most creatures will let you know when they're hungry. I don't know, maybe you can mind-move with them or some shit. Uh no, I do not have any d- direct psychic link abilities such as that. Look, I don't understand how any of this works. Is that is that a common problem for you?
1: You have no <laughs> idea, bud.
2: I, Ruby's la- this laughter is genuinely in character for Ruby. She's laughed.
1: I grew up star of the football team. My plan was to throw a pigskin, and then all of a
0: sudden, we don't have time. We don't
1: have time to talk about nine eleven, Brock.
0: Is there somewhere that I may sit and and meditate?
1: Plenty of places. Here, let me set you up with somewhere nice. It's a good thing we moved all of those heavy couches and shit earlier. And in fact, Brock probably does drag Ruby into one room in particular, that, like, just, like, this long, open room, and is like, here, barracks, please.
2: I make beds.
0: I mean, yeah, you've made beds before. I assume they're already already a bit of a...
1: Yeah, but Brock had specifically plans for one of the rooms in, like, the laser hunt to
0: become the barracks.
2: How... I am curious how Bodega and Cafe react to our new alien friend.
0: Cafe is very hesitant, like, definitely keeping distance. And and because he's not familiar with, like, human customs with pets, uh, Betris is not going to, like, try and pet them or anything. Yeah, Cafe, very, very keeping distance. Uh, Bodega, very happy and, like, rubbing up against and- and going on her back. Brock pokes his head from outside of the barracks room. Yardak, show
1: our
3: new friend how to scritch him behind the ears. (laughs) I take Betris over and show him our strange custom of tickling the animals.
0: (laughs) He's not particularly, like, uh, enthralled. Well, you're missing the fuck out, dude. He's fucking
1: evil. (laughs) Whatever is coming to our planet is here
0: to save us from him. We have to kill it now. He doesn't seem like off put by them, but he's just not like, yay dogs. Like he's not like. I don't trust him.
2: I think he's just confused by them. He doesn't know the concept of dog.
0: He's not scared of them. He's just like kind of indifferent. He's like, this seems like an activity.
2: Uh, I assume Rickard stayed behind, right?
0: Yeah, Rickard stayed at base. Yeah, who all do we have? Because we rolled up 20 deep. And they decided to go home, and Ulrich also stayed at at the outposts. Gemini stays. Gemini
1: with us. Gemini's
0: with you. Gemini decided to come with you along with uh, Pam. Oh, what the fuck? I wanted to sleep
1: over with Ulrich. All right, fine.
0: Fine, fine. You know, we'll retcon it. Ulrich, Gemini, and Pam all came back to the laser hut.
2: Oh, I come out, and I I go, and I pet uh, Bodega and Café. Uh, and then I asked, I was like, do you require food or any kind of substance?
0: Now that you mention it, I could use some refreshment. Come with me. It's a delicate other planet it's called a hot pocket.
2: Please, please don't have hot pockets. Be the first human food he eats.
0: And I know how much we fucking hang on to food on here. What is the food that you are going to introduce this alien life form uh, with?
2: Pizza.
3: Solid choice. Solid choice. You know, fair enough. If it wasn't pizza, it'd be tacos.
2: What kind of things do you eat? Mostly vegetation?
0: We are one with the land, so any anything. You know, you know, we recognize that some creatures will provide us sustenance.
2: I bake a pizza and I go, this is pizza.
0: And he picks it up, and his mouth opens sideways, and he eats it. Ew! This is when you also realize that up until this point, his uh, lips had not been moving uh, when he spoke.
2: I just go, and I look at it and go, fascinating and i make like a glass of water i was like do you require uh are you thirsty as well
0: <laughs> and he drinks the water
2: what did you think of the pizza
0: that was very tasty thank you for introducing me to your local cuisine
2: uh lo- as a localish from the planet i guess
0: i am going to enter my meditative state now
2: that sounds good i should go rest as well i'm just curious what he does his does it look like he's meditating as as a like instead of like how we would traditionally sleep.
0: Right, exactly. It looks like he's just closing his eyes and uh and you just hear him like But like you don't see any change in appearance or anything like that.
3: And Yardak. I want to double up with uh Ulubrin and Yardamo. Have we like, discussed how the sh the uh Replecom rings? Is it just like <laughs>
0: Uh, I think we've described it as basically like it pulses colors. And then you see uh, on your Ripplecom, Ulabrin and Yaradamo both appear. You're in like a group call. Yardak, is everything okay? No, actually
3: quite the opposite. While we have been worried about our life underwater and our potential conflicts with the land, we now have to deal with a conflict from a different planet entirely. This is like when you
0: were taken into space?
3: Exactly like that. Uh, it is uh, a species of thing called Varmites, and they are headed to Earth and are expected to arrive uh, around midday tomorrow.
0: Ula Brin goes, What do you need of us, Yanek?
3: Well, help potentially. Uh, we have a, a good group of people, both powered and not, that are stationed where we expect them to land, but having. Uh, anyone uh, else to, uh, ready to be backup would be greatly appreciated. Uh-huh, I see. And also, you know, you're
0: part of the planet as well. And if they win, you lose. Of course, we will need to consult with the Queen Mother, though, to take part in a conflict beyond our borders.
1: You're fucking consultant.
0: Yeah, I will speak with her, and we will we will figure something out post haste.
3: All right. Uh, get in touch with me immediately as soon as you figure it out.
0: And Yaradamo makes a common gesture, but he puts his hand over, over his heart. Oh,
3: my somewhat boyfriend. I will speak to you soon. Yes, please do. Uh, keep in touch with me as much as you can.
0: All right, so you've called them. Brock, what what do you have going on?
1: Uh, well, yeah, Brock's gonna get as close to a full night's sleep as he can. They give up around, oh, I don't know, it's May, I'd say four o'clock in the morning and climb up to the roof to watch the sun
0: rise. When you get up there, Gemini's up there already. And Gemini is downing a pixie stick as you, uh, enter through the roof hatch. Hey, 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 buddy. I really appreciate you mentioning last night this is, uh... A really beautiful view of our city.
1: Yeah, wow. Well, moments like this where I know it might be the last time to look. I try to make a point of it. Usually because I can't sleep. I just, uh...
0: I haven't been scared like this in a long time.
1: If I began to list all of the bullshit and all of the times I have almost died in the past year, Gemini, just fucking
0: Wednesday to me, man. So much I haven't done yet, you know? I I... So many promises I still need to keep. Well, then you better watch your ass out there, then. Huh, soldier? She shakes her head and gives a little two-finger salute.
1: Yeah, and check it out. About this time of day, you can start to see the seagulls dive bombing.
0: Did you... Did you sleep alright last night? Slept like shit. Any bad dreams?
1: Gemini, I I haven't had a good dream since probably 2016.
0: Yeah, you're right. And, uh, she downs another pixie stick. And accidentally spills some of it, and some of the dust gets on her, and she starts, like, wiping it away. Brock kinda chuckles. I, uh... I'm just going to need a lot of coffee today, I guess. Uh, I didn't sleep well either. Well,
1: lucky for us, we got Ruby. We are. We are really lucky we have Ruby.
2: You are, but she's still asleep. <laughs> oh, shoot, oh, shoot.
0: She gives you a little shoulder bump as she goes by, and then she just jumps feet first down the hole. Uh, Ruby and Yardak both roll me a will save. Oh,
2: Hey, I knew these fucking dreams were going to come back. A six. Eighteen.
0: Fifteen. Both of you do not sleep well. You wake up rested, but you both wake up with a start, and you don't know exactly what you dreamed, but it just left you shaken.
2: It's interesting how my therapist brought up bad dreams, and now I'm having bad dreams.
3: Did we ever discuss the dream that we had that one night when someone was still playing with us? It was like a hand wrapped around an ankle and was like dragging us down. Did we ever talk about that?
2: Ruby makes herself a goddamn chai latte. She needs that goddamn caffeine.
0: Alright, so you're making a chai latte. Gemini Gemini falls from the ceiling and and superhero lands on the ground.
2: I just form a cup of coffee and hand it to her.
0: Morning, Ruby.
1: (laughs) Brock does the same, but I imagine that my landing's not as graceful. Hear
0: a little from your knee.
2: I also make a cup of coffee.
0: All Rick and Pam wake up, Pam resuits up, and suddenly, Betrus pops awake, like his, eye, his eyes open.
2: His eyes? Or eyes? <laughs> like, how many eyes?
0: Just the two human eyes. He's, st- he's maintaining the human form.
2: So you're able to maintain that form while you're meditating. Interesting.
0: Perhaps sometime, we'll have an opportunity to really go in-depth about what your abilities can and cannot do, and what our people can do.
2: If I stop thinking about an illusion, it's gone.
0: Curiouser and curiouser. What is the next phase of our plan?
2: Breakfast? I guess we should we go back to the base?
0: Uh, Gemini says, well, we've all gotten some sleep. I'm going to head back to the outpost. You know, if any of you uh want to join me, you know, we start figuring out what the plan is.
2: That's not a bad idea. Is there anything we need to do here? You said you've been in contact with Data Kraken already, right? Yep.
0: Yeah.
1: Anyone who he can't get a hold of, I'm sure he already has twice.
0: Yeah, you actually get a text from Data Kraken, Brock. uh, Basically says, hey, got in touch with a lot of the old haunts. Some of them are planning on holding ground in high wind. A couple of them actually had already been called uh, to kind of fortify the Big Iron. you as always, Kraken. There should be a few inbound to uh, Texas and South America. He couldn't get anybody who could get clearance to head over to Alpha Base. Ah, uh, well, something's better than nothing.
2: Union has agents. Hopefully they've got that covered. Should we all get back in the van and head back down?
1: You guys go ahead and take the van.
0: I'm going to hop over and clear my head. <laughs> the wind threw his fingerless gloves. All right, you, you hop across town, wind in your hair, uh, letting your mind kind of uh wander and relax a little.
2: Archie, do I need to call work and tell them I'm not coming in?
0: Uh, well, as of right now, if you're not going into work, you might want to let them know.
2: And I, You know what? I'm going to ask the team. I was like, can you think of something I could tell work to get them all to stay home to? I don't want them all going out.
0: And Betris goes, are your leaders not telling everyone to shelter?
2: I don't know what they're doing yet.
0: Quickly scan the news. You do not uh, see any like evacuation plans or orders.
2: I think they might be wanting to decrease the, uh, the chance of mass panic. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to ask Betris. Can you make it look like the weather is bad?
0: I am unfamiliar with your weather patterns, but I can certainly try. So you can make it look really bad, huh?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I show him what, like, storm clouds look like on, like, my phone. Like a picture on my phone.
0: But this type of deception feels unethical.
2: That's fair.
0: I don't know where this connects with my ability to interfere. This is an unknown line for me.
2: That's fair. I... I don't know. Yardak, you got any ideas?
3: Go there and flood a shitter! (laughs) See, I could make a flood, but that could also reflect poorly upon me and the Atlanteans. You can make a bunch of bacon grease, Ruby.
2: Okay, I'm just gonna call out Sick and say, Hey, I also heard that there might be some superhero stuff going down on some... Uh, some rumors on on the internet. Might want to keep an eye out on that.
0: Okay, roll a persuasion check.
2: Okay, I have a lot of persuasions. <laughs>
0: I got a nat 20. All right, and roll a deception check.
2: Uh, 23 overall.
0: Ruby, don't worry. It's totally fine if you're not feeling well and need to stay home. I'll... Tell the crew what you said, but I don't know if they're really going to do anything with a rumor like that.
2: Just, you know, just keep an eye out. you know, I want to keep everyone safe.
0: And Yardak, as you're all heading, driving back to base, you feel your ripple comm shaking. Okay, I answer it. It's Yaradamo, and he says, Yardak, I, we won't be able to join you. Oh, what's happening? When I told the queen mother of the threat She thought it was best that we fortify Atlantis. She doesn't want us to to be venturing out, especially as I I may have only gotten halfway there from the time you said, and I would be caught in the middle of the ocean in this kind of event.
3: While I understand that the Queen has Atlantis to think about, Atlantis is on this planet, and this planet is under attack. And while I can't make her help us, I can also tell her that in the future, should Atlantis need help... This will be remembered by those
0: on land. She just doesn't want to leave Atlantis undefended, either.
2: Look, I, I see why you might need the Ula Bridge. Not to
0: mention they are also, like, because they don't really have, like, a united army anymore in the same way. Let her know what
3: I said. We know that we cannot force your assistance on this matter, but it will severely dampen relations with Atlantis and the surface world. I will pass that along.
1: That's okay, because Atlas is sprinting here, right? You never did get a response to your text message. I'm assuming because he's sprinting.
3: Regardless of what the queen says, I'll be in this fight and I'll do what I can to protect you and everybody else down in Atlantis. And when it's all over, I'll be sure to come down and visit you. I'll see you soon. And then we both do the whole hand over the heart.
1: Yeah.
3: I would like to text my family
1: real quick and make sure that they're at their aunt's three hours north.
0: Bev says, Brock, I never got a chance to follow up with you. What What the fuck are you texting me about? Oh,
1: God, I thought we were past the point of me having to explain shit, Bev. I I didn't see your text till this morning. Aliens. Wait, what? Fair enough, I should have called you to begin with. Yeah, there's some kind of large-scale invasion on its way right now. You need to get Carla get the fuck out of the city, dude. What, what do I tell him? Just tell him we're going to visit our auntie up north.
0: I like how you've invented an aunt that lives up north fuck it it's convenient i'll waste a hero point on it all right yeah you know what i'll let you trade a hero point for that that's fine
1: just tell carl that you want him to surprise him because he's been
0: stressing out lately about finals tell him that you're going to visit well he's got a he's got a he's got a field trip today he already left for school i gotta go pick him up
2: oh god damn it fuck
0: where at how far away Kent Labs in the downtown. Or Centennial, I guess, technically. You
1: know what, Bev? You keep safe. I'll keep an eye on Carl. Okay. As I begin to roll down the window.
2: Are you about to jump out of
1: my goddamn van? I might be about to jump out of your goddamn van, Ribby. My kid's on a field trip. Brock, we'll, we'll get your kid. Stay in the goddamn van. Well, I don't want to interrupt his field trip. He's been looking forward to that one, Bev. He's already there. I know. So in case he doesn't get out before shit gets down, I want to be there.
2: I still feel like you should not be jumping out of the van.
0: Ulrich jumps in and goes, Brock, we will get to your son, but I we should get to the base and find out what's going on first. Bev, stay safe. I'm going to get to Carl as soon as I can. Anything happens to my
1: child and I will kill everyone in this vehicle myself.
2: Hey, Betras didn't do anything.
1: Petrus now knows of my son's existence. He might not be allowed to interfere in us. He can interfere my sweet baby boy.
0: Yeah, just, I'll I'll try to take time off work and go grab Carl. I'm sure, you know, you said that we have some time until this all hits the fan, right? Sometime this afternoon. Well, Well, we'll get him. Just, if your friends are telling you to stay, you should stay.
1: Your safety is my top concern, you and Carl.
2: You know why Rachel's insisting you stayed? Stay, uh, Brandon? Because you were separated at the last season finale. For the rest of us.
1: Alright, but Brandon's hoping that shit's gonna go down here and Carl's
0: gonna get powers. Betris looks at you and says, I know quite well the bond between a father and their and their offspring.
1: Well, I guess that much is universal. I think so. You got kids?
0: Not anymore. Sorry to hear
1: that. Oh. Anyways, Bev. On that cheerful note, uh, stay safe. I gotta save the world. I, actually,
0: as you're hanging up, who the hell is that? <laughs> um, and not long after that, you re- you reach um the downtown base. I
1: fling the doors open, holding a cappuccino. I've just decided Ruby made me. Ruby's nice. If I said please, she'd probably make me a cappuccino. Sure.
0: Pam walks up to you and says, Brock, you know I've got your back, right? I know, kid. The feeling's mutual. And she gives you a little, like, one-two punch on the shoulder as she, uh, gathers up with the others. I kind
1: of shoot her a quick grin, but realize that it's, uh, well, fuck.
0: It's almost noon, and I'm at the okay corral. What is going through all of your minds as you're as you're entering into the base?
2: I hope the evil aliens are coming specifically after me.
3: Yes, I'm worried for my friend, but also I am worried and thinking of contingencies on how I can smooth over relations with Atlantis when it's found out that the Queen refused to help. So I'm stressed about my friend potentially being an alien snack, and
0: she already is an alien snack, hey girl. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So when you you walk into the base, all of the agents are awake again, they're clack-a-lacking at their desks. Kevin and Rickard are both at the big table, and they're kind of, like, marking off maps and shit. quack um, But everybody looks to be very, like, manic. It's understandable.
2: Hey, guys.
0: Impending alien doom will do that to you. And they look up. All right, now that they're getting closer, we've, we've got more pinpoint locations.
2: Okay, where...
0: What time? What time? And he checks his watch. All right, it's about eight o'clock. Um, Timetables are definitely moving up. We're looking at probably about noon now. Oh, shit. Depends on where, but for here we're looking at about noon, and and they pull up the map, and it's like a, it's like a globe or like a, not a globe, a world map.
2: What about for Texas? Texas
0: is looking like it's heading for these plains right here, which Ruby you would recognize as being not too far off uh, from home, not like right next to it, but not too far I'm off.
2: Say it's the Houston metropolitan area, because I I have said that they live in a small town out of Houston. Damn it! Do you know what time in Texas?
0: Probably about similar. Uh, to us maybe maybe a couple minutes difference
1: you should tell your folks to go visit their aunt three hours up north
2: three hours up north would not get them out of texas
3: shit depending on the texas town might not even get them too far out of town no
0: but to get them three hours the fuck away from there
2: how to explain to them how i know this
0: with the squads that we have down there we're potentially setting up some evacuation points we're trying to Smooth things over with the UN to make sure that we don't cause a panic, but that we jostle people out of there in the couple hours we have left. It's it's a fair. Luckily, it's a fairly unpopulated area.
2: And I go, oh wait, I have an idea. I text my sister. I was like, hey, you know how I was seeing that guy you found that was a union agent? Yeah. Apparently, there's something coming to the Houston area. I think they're setting up evac zone soon. I you. The kids, mom, dad. I think you should try it in back.
0: Oh, okay. Um, what? Okay, thanks.
2: Uh, no problem. Sorry, I, I can't say more. Uh, he can't say more. So.
0: Okay, thanks for the heads up, Ruby.
2: Of course, just like just keep me up to date on what you guys are. Or...
0: Yeah, I'll I'll get in the truck and we'll head right out. Uh, anybody else saying anything or doing anything?
3: I don't know. Nobody to text that isn't in Atlantis.
0: Damn, you have not even texted Ruth Day. (laughs) (gasps) Ruth! (laughs) We've mentioned her name multiple
3: times. Oh my god. Oh, Ruthie. To be fair, Ruth is probably super aware of the situation. Obviously, she's plugged the fuck in. She knows.
2: We should still text her and say, like, hey, do you have any intel?
3: I absolutely know what I'm going to text her. I'm going to text her these exact words. Girl, you hear about this shit? Question mark. Send.
0: Yeah, of course. I'm- I'm working on, uh, we're working on evac our office.
3: That's exactly what I thought. I knew that you were gonna be on your shit.
0: Yeah, SASS might- might have- might make their way into town. They're trying to get all of us, uh, intelligence operatives out.
3: Good, you're one of the only- one of these land-walking bitches I like.
2: Hey.
1: Brock has one more phone call we you'd like to make. Just wanted to give me a heads up. Bunch of aliens coming. Don't think they're going to be near you.
0: Bet. Thanks. Click. You get a text from Atlas.
2: Sorry, Brock.
0: Just woke up.
2: What? Start fucking sprinting.
0: <laughs> he could not make it to, to Riverside in a couple hours. I don't think that they're coming to
1: high wind. Just in case, maybe keep an eye toward the sky today, Atlas. Okay. Thanks for the heads up. Have a good day. If shit goes sideways, you're the first person I want to know.
0: There is glorious combat to be had, my
1: friends. Hell yeah.
0: When Rickard and Lewis pull out the map, they say that their trajectory changed. What we thought was heading towards Europe is now heading more towards the ocean.
3: Ha! I mean, like, not- that's me saying ha, because she was a bitch. But- (laughs) 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 That is not Yardak saying ha.
2: Wait- Wait, what's heading towards the ocean?
0: The alien ship.
2: Do we know where in the ocean it's headed towards? I mean, I still don't know exactly where Atlantis is, right?
0: They point out a spot on the map which Yardak would recognize as being not terribly far.
2: Yardak, should your friends be worried there?
0: Uh, well, they know what's coming, at least. Okay, so yeah, they're, they're a couple hours out. The other ones, like, Alpha Base was right on the money. Texas, you know, they clarified. South America was also right on the money. Record's voice shakes a bit as he says that. Fun. And what time is it? Right now, it's about 9 o'clock. We're preparing to work with Riverside Police Department to work on evac zones. We've we've narrowed it down to two specific spots. It looks like they're heading towards in Riverside, but we want to clear the surrounding areas. Oh, uh, yeah, I should probably help with the evac. I don't want to just sit around here anxious for three hours, you know? That's fair. Well, we could use the help, Brock. What do you need me to do? Start calmly, collectively. We need to get people evacing, and we need to get these two areas fortified. Uh, I can help with the evac. Hang on.
1: Can I still do it? (coughs) Attention. (coughs) Attention, citizens.
0: All right, I got this. Attention, citizens. And the two spots that he points to on the map, The Molar Building, uh, which is the tallest skyscraper in the city, and Echo Base.
1: Which one's closer to my son?
0: Uh, Definitely the Molar Building. I
1: point to the Molar Building.
0: I got that one. Wait, Echo Base? There's still people there? No. The area surrounding Echo Base has people, but the base itself has been abandoned for quite a while. You guys can have fun with that. I'm worried about my kid. I'll take that one. And Gemini goes, I'd like to take pam and ulrich to echo base downtown near the molar building is where it's going to need the most evac help
2: like i can go with laser hawk help with evac unless there's something else you need me to do
0: that sounds like a good idea and just so you know by comparison kent labs is like a couple miles away from either of these like it's not really in the middle of the fray all right so yeah what are you doing to help uh with evac in those areas
1: i mean brock has that whole last public persona voice that kind of fizzled out towards the beginning of season two Isn't it a fun throwback for Brock to all of a sudden bound in the middle of town? Attention, citizens! We are currently doing an evacuation process. Nothing is wrong now, just follow the
0: nice men over there. Jeshka's wherever people are heading. There's some of the union agents and some Riverside Police Department.
2: I make signs pointed towards where they should be evacuating to.
0: Uh, For the most part, things are seeming orderly. They're not moving as fast as you'd like. There's a lot of people working downtown and such. People in the skyscrapers and such—you have to try to get their attentions—and and and... oh my goodness! Brock pulls out his phone and he calls
1: Channel Seven intrepid reporter Shauna Ortega in order to
0: get a bulletin out about this evacuation. Hey, Laserhawk! Yeah, I'll be right down. I'll 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 send out a few tweets right now. Fantastic! Fantastic. Appreciate you as always, Ortega. Yeah. Stay safe. See what I can do. Not too long after, cameraman Kenny and Sean Ortega arrive, and they start doing a news hit and basically just, you know, persuading people to uh, safely and orderly get out of town, get out of the downtown area at least, which seems to be helping move things along. And now as as the sun is getting high in the sky, you suddenly realize that you can see a few dark spots sort of being eclipsed by it and are coming your way.
2: Well, I'm not loving that total eclipse of the heart. I would like to imagine if we had a budget for this show, a total Eclipse of the Heart would be playing during the next battle.
0: Probably got about uh, five or ten minutes until they arrive, based on the earlier calculations.
2: Make a couple swords, make a couple daggers, put them. I don't know how how well this will work for them, but before we leave, I ask, what do you use to fight them?
0: Anything we can.
2: Power specifically, how use?
0: Weapons, illusions, whatever you can do to to stay in the fight.
2: Are you able to make like blasty weapons with your power?
0: Uh essentially, yes.
2: Huh. I I have trouble with things with moving parts.
0: Oh no, sorry, I thought you meant like energy blasts. I cannot make weaponry. Like uh I cannot make complex weaponry.
2: Usually I can use these this and I make the razzle dazzle. I can make it to kind of blind things. But they don't they're not usually they don't usually have physical like harm themselves.
0: I see. You grow more curious by the hour, visual aid
2: huh I thought I would get answers by meeting whoever whatever I came from and now I just have more questions
0: that is how the universe tends to function
2: it's a little annoying isn't it indeed I assume you have to stay here since you cannot join the fight
0: If I cannot join the fight but I can I can perhaps provide some guidance to your leaders
2: thank you for coming to warn us
0: I mean great sacrifice for my people if I were to to be found to be aiding you and I, I cannot endanger them any further
2: of course.
0: Good luck to you, visual aid.
2: And good luck to you, Naren Betrus.
1: Before shit hits the fan, Brock would like to make one final phone call.
0: All right, what's your final phone call? I'm making sure my ex-wife is safe. Hey, Brock. You safe? Uh, I'm, I'm I'm still uh, in the Centennial. I'm, I'm trying to... Things are real jammed up down here traffic-wise. I maybe find a place to hunker down, Bev. I'm. am ge- I'm gonna get to Carl. Don't worry. I'm. I'm not. I'm not too far. I might. Just, I might just park and get out and walk.
1: That's probably what you want to do. I'm looking at him. She says, "Oh my God, is that what that is in the sky?" Get Carl. I'm close. If you need me, don't hesitate to call. Kick their ass, Brock. Oh, I'm fucking gonna.
2: send a text to Bethany like, "Hey, it's starting soon. I appreciate you as a friend." And then I, I just send a Texas says I love you to record.
0: Over your comms, you hear Gemini go, Alright folks, this is it.
2: Yep. I, I'm gonna say yep, look up, and just like Ruby's hands start glowing.
0: And uh you hear Ulrich saying, It has been an honor serving with you all. I was like, this shit has such season finale energy. Good. That's fucking what it is.
2: <laughs> you too, buddy. See you on the other side.
0: The ships kind of uh are coming down. And you see, basically, like, they are large, industrial-looking military ships. Like, you know, you couldn't be more opposite than what the Aldrachi arrived in. The most direct comparison I can think of is, if you're familiar, the Pillar of Autumn from from Halo. So they are large, brutalist, angular ships looking like they are they are strictly armored and ready for combat. You know, they do not look like they serve any other purpose than war.
2: I feel like these ones do not come in peace.
0: So as the ships have gotten closer, you see that there's two of them, and one of them is heading towards the Molar Building, like, kind of coming up to be uh, hovering above it, and you can also see one that's heading towards Echo Base to do similarly. I jumped to the top of the Molar Building, the fuck? The last time you were at the Molar Building is when they had activated the dome generator last season.
2: So I feel like they're going after specific energy patterns.
0: Sounds like rocks on top of the building. I'll fly
1: the whole giant space trap by myself. I like a fuck.
2: I'm testing a theory, and I just put all of my, like, energy into, like, making really big visual, like, the balls that are like that I use for Razzle Dazzle, see if, like, maybe they're drawn to my energy.
3: I don't know what the fuck this will be considered, but I just had a really cool visual, and it's not even a power stunt, it's outlandish. Okay. As Laserhawk jumps to the top of the molar building, I want to snatch every last drop of water I can from the sewers gather it around me and use it to lift myself through the air up to the roof and then have the water encircle the building like kind of like a floating ring and have it at the ready to start flinging at the ship.
0: Okay, so you're on there. So Ruby, I guess, stayed down at the ground level with the rest of the soldiers and such. Ruby's protecting people because she's has a sociopath.
2: No, but I was also trying to direct them towards me with my power. <laughs>
0: You you invite you're inviting challenge. Ruby's trying to see what if she can invite some challenge.
2: Do they seem to react to my power at all?
0: You haven't seen anything. Literally, the building is just hovering above you right now. Okay. A few moments later, there's a deafening silence. You know, you, people definitely like trying to flee, but it's just weirdly quiet. No sounds of machinery going or birds or anything. When all of a sudden, the bottom of the ship opens up, and basically, uh, humanoids just start raining down from it like an absolute downpour storm. There right, go Bunker it is then.
2: Do they look like they are attracted to my power at all?
0: Like a a large contingent running down the side of the building, like towards the bottom and towards you. When you see them, they're much like Betris described, that they are gray of skin, fully armored, like linebacker looking muscle structure. A bunch of them are holding like ray weapons. You do see a few of them uh, have like a sort of glowing kind of tasering stick and you also see alongside a few of them they are bringing like some attack dog looking creatures something like a mix between a a doberman and a warthog
3: i'm picturing the ones that are from the the predator
0: series
2: i i can say should i ready a sword or i ready uh razzle dazzle i I thought you
0: already had some swords and such ready
2: yeah no i like i i imagine that now i have it out though like i'm unsheathing it okay and but my hands are still kind of glowing
0: Everyone gets, like, a moment of, like, what they're preparing to do. I mean, I know it sounds like Yardak has already, like, prepared, like, some water to try to start flinging folks. I started blast. All right, so you're just solar shotgunning it left and right? Yup. I'm going to turn
3: to my side and say, Laserhawk, work with me for a moment. And I want to gather a huge, like, like a giant sphere of water. And I want him to taser it. And I want to send it up into the hole. And try
0: to splatter zap some bitches. Um, I guess you can roll this as a team attack then, the two of you. So it's a taser fist I'm doing? No, I'd say a solar shotgun. In that case, it's a 30. 23. And what is the DC on your water normally, Yardak? 24. The water ball hits along and electrifies, like, radiating along the hull on the outside. You do see that, like, some of these guys, when they are all hit with it, do basically look like they went straight limp. Like they're just now falling out of the sky. Like they're not. It
3: didn't make it uh, up inside the hole where they were
0: coming out of. You saw it form around the hull, And you also saw like an energy field that it hit. When, uh, when it actually hit the bottom of the ship. The open hole. I to even know about that. All of the guys that were coming out like right at that moment though. And just start falling. Like pigeons in a horror movie.
3: Pigeons in a horror film.
0: But yeah some of them now have landed on the top of the building and they're starting to surround you guys and like i said ruby a bunch of them are running down the side of the building towards you right you and the people on the street now the police have kind of formed some barricades they're trying to like you know set up some fortified positions you're kind of leading the charge on on the ground
2: as i'm running i'm also like creating barricades behind me to like help the people that are like staying back but i i guess how am i am i close to one now
0: a few of them have now reached the bottom and they are basically blasting at you <laughs> and a few of them running right at you with their taser sticks.
2: I'm going to try to blind some bitches.
0: Uh, So we're going to do this, and then once we resolve that, we're going to go into initiative. Okay. That. Okay.
2: The DC is 19.
0: So some of them look to be, like, caught off guard and blinded. Others had, like, turned their back to you at the last moment and then turned around and kept firing back at you. Okay. Keep in mind, like, there's a couple hundred of these guys, like, raining from the sky, and you've, you've probably blinded a good, like, twenty of them.
2: I mean, that's not nothing!
0: Uh, okay, everybody roll initiative.
2: Time to party.
3: Seventeen. Twenty-five.
2: A natural twenty.
3: Don't forget to add all seventy-three thousand eight hundred and twenty-three of the bad guys.
2: Yeah,
1: it's you' your the dice rolls for that, Robert. Do you really want it to be like that? By the way, is everyone free for the next three weeks? For one turn.
0: <laughs> Fuck you. Uh Laserhawk, you are first in the round. Uh I would like
1: to start off by rolling a perception check to see if there's anything I should immediately be aiming for that would cause a large amount of damage to these assholes. Okay. Yeah, roll for it. Uh that's a fucking twenty on the die. Uh for a thirty altogether.
0: Yeah, you can definitely like see what looks to be like a protruding command center. Uh, from the ship, but you don't necessarily have a sense of uh, how protected it is. But you would say that that's probably like, you know, a weak point. Um, and then there's like the backs of the ship, which has the engines. In terms of like the people on the ground, you do notice that a few of them appear to have like some kind of scanning devices and are kind of scanning around up there.
3: Oh shit, they're looking for you.
0: they are the most immediate threat. I'm going to shoot them. Kill them. All right, so there's three of these guys. Are you going to multi attack them? Yeah, fuck it. That's a negative three, right? Right, negative three to hit all three.
1: Are they close enough for me to like one, two, three with a taser fist, or am I rolling
0: solar shotguns higher and I gotta take a negative right, three? Right. Yeah, you're definitely gonna have to uh to do solar shotgun. They're not close enough to you. Okay. Like it's more that in between all of the laser blasts and and people running towards you, you can see you took this all in. All right. So the first one's a twenty
1: six. The second one. The second one is an unnatural twenty fucking right the last one is an unnatural 30 i roll a 19
0: all right so all three hit what are um what's the dc on that Your solar shotgun that's a 24 partner boom 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 you you're like able to like whip shots in between a lot of them and hit all three of those guys who go down in a heap and you see their their allies look back at them and and basically scream something in a language you don't recognize
1: I want to bolt toward those things because I want to see if I can grab one of those devices and see
0: if I can figure it out. I want to know what it is. Okay, so I'm going to have two groups going, but the next one in the round is the guys with laser guns. One of the groups up top is going to be firing at you, Laserhawk, for what you just did. That's fair. What is your uh, dodge plus 10? Dodge plus 10 is a 16. 16, that's going to hit, and you're going to want to roll a toughness check.
1: And this is where I shine. 29,
0: 15 plus
1: 14.
0: A bunch of those shots do hit you. You don't feel like everyone that hits you, you're like, oh, this isn't as bad as, as what I've experienced in the past. But a whole bunch of them do hit you, so you are going to take a negative one to your toughness check. Yeah, that checks out. You were hit a couple times, like in the shoulders and chest and back as you were dodging and dipping. In like, you, A lot of shots also missed you, but there was a lot of guys firing. No, that checks out 100%. And also, like, just to be clear, like, a couple dozen guys landed with you, a couple are heading towards you, Ruby, and others are just kind of spreading around the city, it looks like, like, landing and kind of heading in all directions. That's okay. We're in America. They have guns. Okay, and then, Ruby, similar things happening to you downstairs. What's your dodge plus ten? Twenty. Alright, that is also going to hit you, and you're going to want to roll a toughness check.
2: Eighteen. <sighs>
1: Ah oh, fuck, Robert!
0: Don't make that face.
2: Can I use a hero point to reroll?
0: You can use a hero point to reroll. Okay. You've got two. You do.
2: Okay, so would a uh, twenty-four be better?
0: You are going to be hit, and you are going to take a negative one, and you're going to be dazed on your next round. Um, meaning you can move or attack.
2: Looks like I might be dropping some anvils. Don't have to move for that shit. <laughs>
0: Okay, Um. and now it is your turn, actually.
2: My turn. Okay, um, our... Fuck it, I'm dropping anvils. They're pretty grouped together, right? Like the soldiers? Mm-hmm. So I could maybe...
1: Drop
0: piano you hit more.
2: <laughs> I could maybe get more than one at a time.
0: I would say you can you can make enough of an uh, object to do that, to hit a couple at a time. Okay. Uh, I just need to know what the um DC is.
2: Create rank plus 10 would be 17
0: her clunk a piano falls on a lot of them and uh and flattens like a good three or four and since you can either move or attack do you want to do any free actions or do anything
2: i'm gonna turn around i was like get all the civilians out of here
0: i also figured you might say something to your allies upstairs
2: i was like I'm, I'm trying to take as many of these guys out but there's so many of them
0: also you've been hit
2: oh yeah fuck i don't know I was like-
0: also you have a wound
2: like I've, I've taken a couple of them out, but I'm hit.
0: And uh, Yardak, it's your turn. Alrighty. So, Laser Hulk, talk out. you said three or four of the guys that were up there? Yeah, you got like a dozen. Like, you have a lot of guys up here. I'm not really keeping direct track of everything like that, but like, you have a lot. You, this is a big fight. Saying something doesn't... Yeah, free action.
3: So, I, uh, because I have like this ring of water surrounding the top of the building. I'm gonna suck it all in like a reverse thunderclap just trying to hit a whole bunch of these guys at once yeah kind of a re- like a reverse shockwave and then i want to yell laser hawk get down as i uh, right before i do it
0: okay since that's a free action and laser hawk's a, a very uh agile individual i'll say that laser hawk is able to get out of the way yeah what is the dc on that um or actually sorry it'd be your water uh plus 10 your water rank plus 10 20. Same kind of thing like when Ruby experienced. Boom, clap. You just like clapped like eight of them all in this in this big uh, barrage together and they go down. Hell yeah. Are th- uh, how many are left? A dozen or so still. Oh, god damn. It's not about the specific numbers. I'm going to let you know the vibe of how the fight is going because of how many you're dealing with. Yeah. Now, when you do the water control, though, a few of them point directly at you specifically and uh, make like a gesture towards you. And a bunch of them are going to run up to you now. Uh, the ones that have the taser sticks, and try to hit you. So what is your parry plus 10? 18. All right, you're going to want to roll a toughness check. 26. 26? All right, you're going to take a negative one as well then. Ooh, goddamn, with a 26? I am using the minion bonus thing where basically they are all acting as one, one unit and giving bonuses to represent that. It would have been worse if you had not just taken out a whole bunch of them. Oh, well fucking good. Alright, so you're at negative one as well and I believe, Laserhawk, you're at negative one, correct? Yep. Okay. So yeah, basically a bunch of them just all like rushed you and hitchhik club, hitchhik club, hit you with these tasers and you know, because you have water powers, it's kind of like and then on the ground uh, Ruby, the one of the ones that are controlling the beast creatures, lets that beast run loose and it runs right at you and goes to bite you.
2: Can I use a hero point as a reaction and try and stab the beast with the sword?
0: So yeah, that wouldn't really be, like, what you're trying to do. But you could put up a wall.
2: Um, put it up a wall.
0: Yeah, so I will say that this gets in the way of that thing getting to, like, it's gonna have to go around the wall next turn.
2: I'm just like, ah, what is this?
0: Um, is it, like, a see-through wall?
2: No, but I imagine the dog, like, the dog thing just being like, what? What sorcery is this? <laughs>
0: uh, then we are back at the top of the round with Laserhawk. Uh, you are getting a call on your phone. Hello! Brock, Brock, they're everywhere. Yeah no shit, that's why I told you to stay safe. Where are you? We're we're in Kent Labs, we're we're bolted up, but these things they're they've got some kind of weird dogs, they're all they're they're combing the streets. You say you're in Kent Labs, what floor? Second floor. It's a two-floor building. Ah, be right there, boing. Are you gonna say anything to your allies? Oh, yeah. Uh I'm up here with Yardak, right? Yeah. And you have com everybody has comms. Family needs me. Okay understandable go get him i'll say that you can boing enough to like get to kent labs with your turn
1: okay uh can i also say that i got an idea of where exactly
0: they are in kent labs or am i gonna need to call her back because that'd be really embarrassing based on her description it sounds like she's in one of the spots that the scientists were being held last time again it's not a very big building my kid might be about to learn some shit all right so that's your turn you're gonna be running away to do that the laser guns, guy's See Laserhawk taking off and basically ignore him and focus their fire on you, Yardak. And also you downstairs, Ruby. Look, I'm not sorry, but I feel bad for you. (laughs) Both of those are going to hit, and you're both going to want to roll toughness checks. And
2: I am taking a negative one, right?
0: Both of you are, yeah. 23. That's including your negative one? Oh, 22. You are going to take another negative one, as well as be dazed your next turn.
2: 28 minus 27.
0: 27, you're going to take a negative one.
2: Fuck, I can't roll much higher. So now I have negative
0: two? So yeah, you both have negative two now, and Yardak is also dazed.
2: Who's a
1: hero points to tell Robert to
0: stop being so
1: stinky.
0: Hey, you don't know where he's at. And then it is Visual's turn.
2: I have an idea, but it might be dumb and useless. If I were to, like, drop an anvil-like thing on the spacecraft, if it was big enough, could I hurt it?
0: You do not have enough power stunting to make it an anvil of any significant size. Okay. Like, you've made a dumpster before, and that would just not really be... Because, again, remember these things are like aircraft carriers.
2: I'm behind the wall now, too, right? Yes. So I can't really stab them, because they're on the other side of the wall. Correct. I just drop more anvils on them. I just try to take out as many as I can at once.
0: Okay. Are you dropping it on the dogs, or what are you doing?
2: Uh, fuck, yeah, we're dropping it on the dogs.
0: Boom. Uh, You just took out a bunch of these uh, creature-looking dogs, and a few of them yelp in response also, and, like, flee.
2: Yeah, run away. And
0: your little dog, too. Then your daze is gone now for the next time, um, and it's Yardak's turn. So it's you up alone up here on top of the building. These guys are still raining down. Looks like they're starting to shut the blast door for that um ship. Like, they're stopping the rain of incoming people. Keep in mind, they've dropped so many, and they're all spreading around town. Yeah. You said I'm at minus two, which is what? You're at negative two for your damage checks, and you are dazed, meaning you can only move or attack. Like, you can only move or do a standard action. You cannot do both. Unless you use extra effort, I should say.
3: If I use my hero point, does it just get rid of the dazed, or is it a dazed and a point?
0: Yeah, you can use a hero point to get rid of the dazed, and then do, like, normal.
3: Um, I use one of my hero points to get rid of the dazed, and then I want to... Because you said there is, like, still a good dozen on the roof. Yeah, yeah. Same
0: thing again. Uh, Bring the circle in. Another clap. Boom, you take out a whole bunch of these fucking things. Hell yeah. Like, not all of them, but but a good bunch of them. The couple that are left are getting closer to you, like the ones that successfully dodged out of the way. Uh-huh. So there's still a good handful of those, but you've really made a, a damage. At least have the ones on the roof here. Are you
3: doing anything else? Yes. Granted, it, it is kind of using my abilities, but I want to um, use the water and bring myself down to the ground with Ruby.
0: Okay, I'll let, I'll let that count as just a regular move, then, using your water. Yeah, I was like, I figured, like, I'm like, yes, it's using my
3: water to get me down there, but I'm I'm just... Again,
0: we're doing, we're being a little abstract about what's going on here, so... Yeah. Yeah, a lot of the other guys now are going to use their turn to move and get closer. Some of them are repelling down now because you've fled. Yeah, same thing, a couple, a bunch of them are regrouping now, like, using this opportunity as kind of lull with Ruby being behind a wall and you uh, coming down to kind of regroup. Um, and Laserhawk, it's your turn again.
1: So my family...
0: So you find your family. What are you doing when you get there? Is the, remember, like, there's there's also these guys that are, like, kind of, like, making their way through Kent Labs and such, like. So I imagine that my family is with a cluster. Yeah. Keep it nonchalant, Brock. Follow me, citizens. I'll get you out of here. Bev immediately grabs Carl, who's like, holy crap, it's Laserhawk.
2: I wonder why they keep moving where Laserhawk is. It
0: resistors the wave. And they sprint to catch up with you. Meanwhile, they do have, like, guys, like, trailing them, like, as they see, you, see them flee towards you.
1: Oh, there's bad guys behind them. Oh yeah, yeah, sorry, the cluster that they are with is bad guys. Oh, oh, I, I thought that was a cluster of other people who were panicking. All right, yeah, I'm going to get my... I mean, there's also those, two, but there's
0: also a cluster of bad guys that were...
1: Oh, well, then, yeah, I'm going to stand in between the people who I just told to run the fuck away and the bad
0: guys. Okay.
1: Can I still in them? Yeah. Oh, well, then get fucked, yoga hosers. How many of them are there? Like, about four or five. All right, well, am I taking a negative four or a negative five?
0: Uh, if you want to hit all of them, be negative
1: five. All right,
0: negative five.
1: Actually, sorry, no, negative four. Okay, negative four, negative four. So the first one's a 23. Okay. The second one misses okay third one's a 26 fourth one is also a 26 alright and what's the DC on that Teaser, or solar shotguns a 24 damn I rolled like
0: shit that's what I love to hear you hit three of them they go down one is still up Uh, but he sees basically what you just did and kind of gets behind cover dope Bev ran behind you. Whatever, my son gets to see me be cool. All right, and then a bunch of them are going to go after you, Yardak. Uh, back at the foot of the tower, you hear Pam come over the radio: "Emergency, emergency! Can anybody hear me?" Yeah, we we got you, Pam. What's up? One of them got a hold of Gemini. They they took her. I don't know where they. They basically they hit something and, and phased away. Like Gemini phased away, or the Gemini and the creature? Gemini and the one that grabbed him both phased away.
2: Yeah, does her comp have any kind of GPS
0: on it? I guess not directly. We could, I guess technically finagle something. Probably not mid call.
2: Fuck. So they can phase away once they get us.
0: Yeah, me and Ulrich are still fighting. You know, we've been fighting them off. They keep grabbing at us, but we're keeping ahead of them. We're, we're kind of trying to lead them away. But I don't know where they took Gemini. Figure that out later.
2: And I was, I was like, okay. I was like, well, let them let them know back at Union Base. Maybe they can do something. I I think we got to keep fighting these. I I, just, I don't know what else to do. All
0: right. A couple of them are gonna fire at uh you Yardak and you Visual Aid. Visual aid, they swing wide and a miss. Yardak, they're going to hit you. Roll a toughness check.
3: That's going to be an 11 plus, you said toughness, 19. Dirty 20.
0: Dirty 20. That includes your negative two? Oh, that's right. It was just my days. No, so 18. All right. So yeah, you are going to take another negative one. Fuck. <laughs> um, as a few more of these guys hit you. But you've taken out enough of them, though, that they're definitely not doing as much damage as before. So you're at negative three. Meanwhile, the guy inside of Kent Labs with you, Laserhawk, spins around and fires above you. And basically, like, just lets out a whole rain of fire above you. And a bunch of the ceiling materials just start to collapse. Where's my son? Where's Mimo? It's about to collapse on all of you. Do do, I have time to react? You do have time to react. Grab my family and I dive the fuck out. It's almost like a domino effect of coming down. And you're able to roll out of the way. And you're rolling. And when you land, your back is facing the air. And their backs are on the ground looking at you. Are you... Okay. And you suddenly notice for a brief moment that you don't feel anything on your back. Shit, I lost my back. (laughs) Uh, No, when you look over your shoulder, you realize that there is a glowing yellow energy shield holding everything above you. And when you turn back, you realize that Carl is looking absolutely horrified for a moment. And then the shield goes away and it lands back on you, but not with as much force.
3: Laser lad! All right,
1: kid, you're about to be more confused In these next five minutes than you've ever been your whole life. And I grab the mask and I take it off. Dad? However you just did, whatever
0: you just did,
1: do it again.
0: All right. And now we're cutting back over into the street Ah! where these guys are making their way towards you. Ruby and Yardak make dodge checks. Hot damn. 29.
2: 14. I'm... Changing dice. Fuck this dice.
0: You uh, are grabbed by the arm by a couple of these guys who are holding you for a moment. One of them fires a shot at you, Yardak, which hits. Uh, roll another toughness check. Goddamn. Why did a 29 dodge? Wait, did I have to roll anything? No, no, that's why I rolled. This was separate from that. A bunch of them ran up and tried to grab you and missed, like you just artfully dodged out of the way. And then one guy shot you, and what was the total? 25. 25? This bullet hits you. And you hear a whirr, and you feel it digging into your skin. And you and Visual Aid look at each other and realize that you're starting to phase away when this happens.
2: Can I try to do anything to stop this?
0: No, these guys are grabbing you and they're phasing with you. And when you phase back into existence, you're on a familiar-looking vessel. And you realize you can see the Earth below you. And you're in a sort of caged area, and you see Gemini there.
2: Are they going to fucking make us fight again?
0: Gemini just looks at you with a horrified face and nods her head no. And then from behind you, a door opens, and you see the ten-foot hulking form of Unibon.
2: God damn it.
0: Chapter 71 The Great Enveloping Cosmic Dark Part 1 Masks and Mayhem uses the game Mutants and Masterminds, 3rd edition, by Green Ronin Publishing. We are not affiliated. Be sure to check out our Ko-Fi if you're interested in helping the show grow. That's ko-fi.com/slash mayhemcast. The episode was written, produced, and forced to confront its alien heritage by myself, R.C. Byler, with editing assistance by Pope Brandon Brownson. Our logo art is by Jen Evans, and our font is by A.J. Eisen. Our theme music is by Pope Brandon Brownson. Our social media links, blog posts, and additional episodes can be found on our website at masksandmayhem.com. Thanks again for listening.
1: I'm so sad I'm not here so
0: I can hit him with a who the fuck are you. I was right! This has been Chapter 70, The Great Enveloping Cosmic Dark, Part 1.
2: So that's the end of the season? I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) I was right!
0: I hate you with every
1: fiber and atom of my very being right now.
2: You better not be doing any fucking time jumps when we come back.
0: Five years later. That's also why I had to move the time frame up because I wanted to try to make sure that like the timeline matches when we come back with uh, yeah. when the should act- when we should actually be reaching the uh, beginning of season three. God. Damn it.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god, I've been planning this for fucking a year.
2: <laughs> to actually have us uh, record something with Ulubon?
0: Uh oh, no, no, the Unibon thing, but specifically that I was going to reveal at the end that it is a part 1 finale. <laughs> We're not going to tell them that it's a two parter
2: So basically at the end it will be like to be continued.
0: Yeah, this okay. is a this is a cliffhanger ending for season 2. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. But then we also have Brandon's arc in between. Um, Brandon's like three or four episodes in between before we start season three so the timeline's gonna jump around a little bit but uh hi (laughs) how are you feeling guys fuck you
1: fuck what the fuck I have been anxiously waiting this whole time for me and my son to finally have the moment that's happening right now (laughs) you mean to tell me I have to wait until like fucking April to see how this resolves yeah You, good sir, are a butt pipe. Yeah, I'll take that hit. You are a lower intestine, good
2: sir. This is worse than, like... When you're watching a show, you don't know what's going to happen. I have to make decisions when we come back.
0: Yeah, this is meant to. This is meant to be my uh, best of both worlds.
1: Uh.
2: Yeah, I got that,
1: bro. I'm about to staple the best of both your butt cheeks together.
2: At least no one was fucking assimilated.
1: Yeah. So yeah, what'd you guys think of tonight? Fuck you. Uh. <laughs> tonight was a fantastic adventure. You crafted something truly beautiful. As the asshole who has to play it, fuck you. <laughs> You've made what is surely going to be a highlight episode. And a real fucking butthole cleanser for Brandon for the next six dick-licking months.
0: I feel like I gave everybody a lot to do, right?
1: Or yeah. I don't know.
2: Yeah! yeah. We're just bad <laughs> a the cliffhanger. Person.
1: No, like, a lot of shit throughout the season kind of caught up with tonight. We
2: finally fucking, uh, know about Ruby's alien, like, back in life. Is that- did I say see- I would have learned about her being an alien-
0: which is so funny Sorry, because- this
2: season or about You said that was something
0: season? that long-term you wanted for the character.
2: Yeah.
0: Because I was- It's really funny that
3: because you knew ahead of time when I was messaging you today exactly what you were doing tonight because-
0: Yeah, I 100%. So yeah, Dan, tell them what you had said to me earlier today about as an idea.
3: Literally, I like most of this. I was like, damn, Robert, you made an entire fucking episode about the shit I was just talking
0: to you about. Yeah, yeah. But Tell them what you had said to me and I'm also going to pull up something that's relevant. Hold on, I, I'm, I'm pulling it up so I can remember exactly what I
3: said. Um... But uh, my idea that I had that I was like, oh, I'm going to message you separately, I wanted an episode where it was, uh, like, us as a group, we're out on a mission, and while we're out, something else happens, and it's left to, like, the quote-unquote, like, normie people. So it's, like, Lydia and Kevin... And Ortega, I feel, yeah record. and I was like and wherever they're going like something is happening so like Shauna's is reporting it so Shauna gets roped into it and like
0: but basically you would play as these NPCs these normally these NPCs
3: yeah and then like we're gone so it's just as the NPCs and then I literally put in there and um and I said Lydia is involved because the thing that they're dealing with ends up like the episode ends with Lydia saying like oh my god this is what turned Ruby I
2: like- idea
3: yeah um and like i had this whole fucking thought process and sent it to him and that's what this goddamn episode was <laughs> and then
0: me minutes later texting my best friend oh dan suggesting an idea for a future story that is literally related to tonight's plot me oh yeah maybe we could do that that'd be cool
1: fuck, fuck shit <laughs> so brock wasn't teleported with ruby and
0: Yarnak. Hmm.
2: again we are fucking separated
0: but yeah so i just thought like we got to deal with some of Ruby's backstory. We got to tie it into another previous story that you had. We did get an opportunity to kind of like connect with a lot of our side characters we haven't seen in a while. You know, we also, I did finally like, I'm sorry, Brandon, that I didn't make good on your request for Carl Powers until the end.
1: It's fine. What the perfectly dramatic moment.
0: Uh Well, the specific moment I was trying to recreate was that that was what Carl in the future said. He said he had done it when something was about to fall on, on him, and, him and his mom.
1: Clever, clever.
0: Now, I always imagined that that moment would be, like, a calm moment
1: on a rooftop somewhere, so having it be in the heat of the moment. I really didn't expect you to
0: reveal yourself right away, though, like that. It was time. It was time. Let's rip the Band-Aid off. There's a lot of things that are gonna be interesting to see the resolution of next season.
2: Depending on how long it takes them to get out of fucking space, will we still have a job? Will Ruby's family think she's been kidnapped, a la Rose and
1: Doctor Who? Eventually, you're going to show up and old-ass Ro- uh, Brock's going to be there like, Ruby, my gone. I've waited 84 years to do that.
3: Actually, that will be a funny way to end like an episode where you're like, well, will Ruby still have a job? Will the gang make it back from space? Find out next time on Masks and Mayhem.
0: Yeah. Will Brock stop drinking? Maybe, you never know, and probably not. Tune in in about three months when we come back for season
2: three. The alien seems cool.
0: Yeah, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I do want to ask what you thought of, uh, of uh, Naren Betris. Use your name next time.
3: I had zero issues. Y'all are just fucking weird.
2: <laughs> I have ADHD. That's, that's, I'm I'm cool on that card.
1: I'm a fucking idiot. What do you want from me? I'm very open about that.
0: <laughs> hey, normally I'm the idiot, and I had no problems. Yeah, Dan was our note taker tonight. He was pretty and useful. I had to think long and hard about like the story connection, but also how I had to be like, Naron doesn't get to join in the combat. It kind of was trying to follow my general rule of like why the why the team was split up and everything is like y'all need to fight your battles on your own. It seemed also fair. There was three at three at Echo Base and three uh three on the Molar Building. Um and yeah, that's a good question. Have you has, has anybody got any speculation as to what the connection is for everything? Like why the targets were chosen across the world? It's all from what Gemini
3: said to that random person <laughs> in the bazaar. Some alien speech and just started it (laughs) into galactic oh my god
0: so for brandon the thing that made may stand out as the person playing gemini was the first time they escaped on the ship and they got to this alien bazaar first off that is not in the book that this adventure came from i had to make that up on the fly gemini says i'm gonna go try and talk to some aliens and goes up and basically speaks gibberish to them which immediately alerts everyone that These guys aren't fucking supposed to be here, (laughs) which also like that led into my entire like and then also they broke into the throne room and Gemini hid in amongst the pillows and blankets. Like it just that's where Gemini's whole pixie stick eating ADHD personality comes from. (laughs) Tell me more of your thoughts for tonight before we wrap up.
1: I enjoyed it. You're a real motherfucker for that cliffhanger, Robert.
3: It was the most season finale feeling thing like we've had like other like cliffhangers and like breaks
0: you've mentioned a few times in the past you're like oh this feels really mid-season finale or last season you did say this feels really season finale so i guess i'm, I'm doing something right i watch a lot of television
2: talking about weird deja vu like ruby's gonna have to talk to dr bellum about two major fucking things in this episode
1: in all fairness I feel like Dr. Bellum is also experiencing the alien invasion
3: (laughs) Dr. Bellum I feel like Dr. Bellum needs to be one of those people that have like such an overpowered fucking ability but is so just nonchalant about it
1: Dr. Bellum is the crafter in the future